Hey, welcome back to Point Blank. This is John Kokoza joining us, and he looks hyper secure and safe coming from the West Coast. Someone called the Best Coast. Who's that? I can't Mo recognize you. Mo Youssef. Wow, man. I, I, you understand that the social distancing rules don't apply when you're 3,000 miles away from everyone you're podcasting with. Right. Yeah. Okay, coming to us from the hills of Clarendon outside Chicago, Illinois. Todd Sullivan. Coming Correct. to us from his kitchen with a very tasteful sweatshirt. And it's me, Mike. <laughs> yeah, it is me. I, I, I like it's it a lot. Me. And holding it all together for us as he does each week and every week. Ming Chen, what's up, everybody? Hey, guys, uh, welcome back. You know, this is our 49th episode. Sure. Steve Fischetti couldn't make it. Um, you know, before we get, before we get into everything, you know, I just got to give credit where it's due. Um, episode in, episode out, week in, week out. Mo, I don't know how you do it. And it's a special talent. But um, but last week you predicted after the amazing episode that we had with with guest Brian O'Halloran, um, who uh, who really brought the funny, and you predicted that our next guest is going to be a little bit closer to home, and you were right. Mink, can you go ahead and bring our next guest in? Uh, I did. He just left though. So okay, so I guess we're not going to be able to do that. He'll be back. Okay. He'll be back. So, uh, Mo, your prediction is going to have to wait. All right. If you re- if you remember, if you remember what you predicted, you're going to see that it comes full circle. But let's get to some uh, break. Listen, listen. Yeah. If you make enough predictions, they will ultimately land. Some of them. You Just, know, the, it, it, it itself that could be a form of a prediction. That's why. So, um, I guess that's some words for the wise. I don't know how, how I would put that. It's an interesting maxim, to say the least. Uh, basically, quantity beats quality. I'm not sure. Let's get to some breaking news. Okay, guys, two days ago, May the 4th, Star Wars Day, there was an announcement. And it was that Taika Waititi will be directing the uh, live-action Star Wars film. Okay, so now he certainly directed uh, the finale, the action-packed finale of Disney Plus's hit series, The Mandalorian. And he he voiced the uh, uh, battle droid in that as well. IG, not 88, but... um, I think it was IG-11? Sounds about about right, Michael. And uh, we see the wonders he's done with another Disney property in Marvel's Thor Ragnarok and upcoming Thor Love and Thunder, which everyone's very excited about. Matter of fact, Chris Hemsworth was on the record saying Thor Ragnarok was going to be his last solo film until he had experienced uh, being directed by Taika Waititi and said, if he comes back, I'll come back. And that's how he got Thor Love and Thunder. So, yes. He's going to be directing a live-action Star Wars film, um, and uh, no word yet on any of the. He said what characters are going to be involved. What do you guys think about this? Has any have any of you heard any rumors that you can share with us? Well, I've seen some stuff popping up on uh, on YouTube. Obviously, uh, pretty much saying what what you were saying. My my first thought was, uh, you know, coming off of. His uh, his directorial role in uh, Ragnarok, he let a lot of those guys just ad lib. They just went off script and they just they brought the funny like like you like you mentioned before uh, with uh, with Brian. But I don't know if that if that that same magic works with Star Wars. I mean, it's a it's a complicated story. It's it's, it's a lot of dialogue that has to get crafted ahead of time. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know if his approach will work. You know, there's a good point, right? The Lucasfilm Story Group kind of oversees all the continuity and makes sure that everything is uh, on point. However, if there was ever a time to do it, now that this core nine-film Skywalker saga has ended, maybe they'll be the freedom to to, to go their own way. Michael, it looks like you were going to say something. Uh, I was. I was. I'm actually very excited about this, and I heard a rumor that Mike Zapsic was excited about this. So, <laughs> going on record as confirmed that Mike Zapsic is excited about this because Mo, I think it's um, it's fantastic that uh, it is going to be him. And yes, there yes. was a lot of we we had a lot of um, ad lib dialogue. I think that that's what Star Wars needs now. Mm. We're starting a new chapter. And um, it's something that I, I was thinking about the other day. Actually, I was thinking about it on May the 5th, you know, um, you know, re, re, the, the day after. OK, Revenge of the 5th, um, because I am a well-known Empire apologist. Um, mm. And I, I don't think that they're completely wrong. But Palpatine had uh, and this is back in the Star Wars extended universe. Palpatine created the Death Star, Death Star. The for something this pissant little rebellion that he could have knocked out with just, you know, a, a shit ton of TIE fighters. So uh, there was a, a greater threat that was coming. <laughs> yes, there you go. When you and I are. I, I I knew that there was a reason I loved you, man. Um, I, I don't disagree, sir. <laughs> there was there was something on the horizon, something from beyond uh, the outer rim mm. was a threat. That that's why they created this Death Star, not because of the rebellion. The rebellion was, uh, like I said, it was hot, hot, hot thrown together. So. Um, Peace wow! What feedback am I getting? Now, as Mo, you have your microphone. Everything's working okay on your end. No, it was working. Which is your go-to? That's why. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, no, no. That's what it is. I, I, I signed on early and asked, uh, you know, if I was coming in loud and clear. Well, yeah. you're good. I'm, I'm just getting feedback, but that's that's perfectly fine. I, I will. Mike, Mike, you're referring to, of course, the uh, the threat of the Yuuzhan Vong coming from uh, from beyond the galaxy. There you are. All of that relegated to Legends status now that the Disney uh, Disney team has taken over. Exactly, but there's something that can be made from that. It's like they left the <laughs> the rebellion, left the uh, the entire empire. <laughs> defenseless against right. what the threat's coming. So now the Rebellion has to put up their fight. So I think that would be a really cool next logical step. And who, who knows? It, it might not just be the uh, the Uzang Vong. Maybe that's their language for Earth and the Avengers. Is that one of the Wu-Tang? He was. Uh, during the recording of the first album, he yeah. was in jail for most of it. He only yeah, yeah, yeah. stopped he a few bars on Protect Your Neck. Uh, it was, was you God. I'm sorry. Yeah, and the uh, I mean, just going off what Mo was saying about his uh, penchant for uh, improvisation and all that kind of stuff in, in his movies and how well that fits in the Star Wars realm. It, it's funny. It's like where they are now. That's that was the original plan, right? With Solo, with uh, mm. Phil Lord and Chris Miller, and going off with you know, more interesting directors, letting them do their thing, letting them have a little bit more fun, a little bit more playful as a as one of the outer stories 
obviously that did not work out. They didn't and even get to complete that movie. You end up with someone, yeah, it just <laughs> takes it right down the middle. Um, so it's interesting that you know, maybe they're rethinking that coming back around. As you say, now that the, 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 the ninology, I forgot the word already that I used last week, um, is, is complete that, um, you know, they can make and take a few more risks. If, and if he is even considered a risk at this point, I think he's pretty, he's proven himself to be able to handle this kind of thing. Now is he Kathleen Kennedy's pick who made this, uh, this, this, uh, decision. That's a really good question. I, I don't know. Ming, you, 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 your old connections. Do you know? I, um, and I think anytime you mention the, the name Ta- Taika Waititi, they're like, you're, you're in. I mean, it's like, yeah. It's like, hey, Steven Spielberg wants to direct a dog food commercial. Of, of course, you're going to let him do it. I'm not saying that's part of this dog food, but at times it can be. So, so yeah, I think you know he's uh, you know he's he's like, do you want Mickey Mantle to go up and pinch it? Of course. So uh, yeah, I think he's got free reign at this point. And um, yeah, because let us not forget that while we're talking about all his genre work, you know, he's just coming off a multiple Oscar nominated film in Jojo Rabbit. So his star is about as high as as it can get in the sky right now. Yeah, yeah. You don't say no to Taika Taika Waititi, but he's entrenched in the universe too. So yeah, yeah. It makes it makes perfect sense. I'm excited. And his name is fun to say. He doesn't just direct those Thor movies. He has the voice of Quark, uh, mm-hmm. who's become a fan oh. favorite and is confirmed to be coming back. Not only was he in Avengers, he'll be in uh, he'll be in Thor four as well. Uh, actually, before we move on to our next entirely different breaking news, just staying in the Star Wars world, something I only started hearing about about twelve hours ago is that they are deep, deep into negotiations to confirm that Hayden Christensen will be reprising his role of Darth Vader in the upcoming Disney Plus Obi-Wan Kenobi series. All This all came out today, not on Star Wars Day, not yesterday. This all came out today. Uh, his agent let it leaked that Disney, uh, maybe they didn't like the offer or something like that. And so uh, that that actually, it didn't backfire. Apparently, again, everything I'm reading, this is all in the trades right now, is that uh, they are close to finalizing a deal to announce. So uh, kind of weird if you think about it, because we've all surmised that given that Ewan McGregor's aged, um, what, you know, 17 years since the last of the prequel movies that it make, but he's not yet at the age where Alec Guinness was when he played Obi-Wan Kenobi, that the only thing that makes sense is to do some sort of, uh, you know, Tatooine sunset uh, Western, you know, with uh, Obi-Wan out there in the Dune Sea. And um, if that's the case, why do they need Hayden Christensen to play Darth Vader? Because he would clearly already be in his uniform. And he doesn't have the, uh, the the imposing presence of a David Prowse. But um, um, what do you guys think about this? I, 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 I think it's, it all boils down to when you can get an actor, if you can get an actor of that caliber, you got to take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how, they, how they pried him away from whatever he was working on, I, we'll never know. But uh, Roofing, Todd. Yeah, jumper, roofing. right? Wasn't he a jumper? He was a jumper? What he was, he was a jumper about 15 years ago. Okay, <laughs> they talked him off the ledge, man. What uh, what has he been up to? I don't know, man. I mean, uh, what, does he, what does he have to do though? He'll be if he they they're gonna put him in the costume, I guess, right? And 
uh, the voice would be James Earl Jones or someone approximating him, yeah. and he's just got breathe really heavy. Like, what's his? What does he have to do? The, yeah. the real, yeah, the real story here is that you know everybody is going to run up and, and try to sign with his agent because if he can get Hayden Christensen <laughs> work, man, that guy's a miracle worker. Jumper, two thousand eight. I was wrong. Only only twelve and a half years ago. Wow. Yeah. OJ Simpson's calling up his agent, going, "Dude, you worked a miracle with this guy." How about me? Nice. <laughs> First, get a naked gun four made, then get me in it. Um, I, I, I really don't know what to say, but I think it's exciting in the standpoint of, you know, there's somewhat of a nostalgia there, uh, even my, you know, among myself and, and maybe some others that I know reluctantly to uh, to the prequels uh, because it was Star Wars Day. And because I have Disney Plus, I just blew through a whole bunch of them in the last couple of days. Oh, who's yeah. this? Who just joined us? <laughs> Look at this. Speaking what? of Christian Haydenson. I know. Christian yeah. Haydenson. <laughs> Holy shit, it looks like Blue Leader. Who had 1501 uh, at, yeah, the mango, at the Mango Meter? Uh, Luis, I don't know if you can hear us. Um, his uh, internet connection is not great, which is why he keeps coming in and out. Hey, Louis, yeah, that or he's just giving us a stone face. I yeah, know. Right. That's, that's a cutout. Stop staring that's at me. Like power that. move. Yeah, power Louis, move. You can hear us. You can also try connecting on your phone, which may be better. Uh, I found an experience. But until then, we'll just stare at you. The Guys, only thing more imposing than that is if you're yeah, pointing a yeah. gun. <laughs> oh, my God. That's <laughs> Lady Gaga's poker face right there, man. That's it. I, see, uh, I, I would fold right now. I, I'm like, I. I, I've got a full house, but I can't beat you. Well, whatever you do, Mo, don't say it two more times, or George is going to pop in as well. Um, well, he is. He has joined, so he's he's listening for the first time <laughs> in about twelve weeks. It's good. Oh, thanks, Jim. We got him out of bed. He even turned the lights on. I think. All right, let's, let's try to get out of breaking news. One last bit of business. Demolition Man 2 is in production, folks. <laughs> I don't know if you thought this one uh, amongst all the Star Wars news in the last three days, but Sylvester Stallone has confirmed production is underway. Demolition Man 2. No word if Wesley Snipes Simon Phoenix somehow makes a return. I don't see how. But uh, and, and actually, the rumors are saying in this one, you will see the three seashell method being demonstrated. So I don't know if that is going to force an NC-17 rating. What do you guys think? Uh, I, I, I'm excited. Um, I knew – I kind of got an inkling that they were going to do this. Uh, two years ago at the San Diego Comic-Con, they took over a Taco Bell and they turned it into wow. a, a 2032 version of Taco Bell. Um, they had the three seashells in the bathroom, I heard, although they were locked behind plexiglass so you because oh. you know they knew people would try to use them. And the line getting in there was three blocks long, and um, the uh, and that was a little discouraging because as Brian Johnson and I were walking to our own live appearance at the American Comedy Club, which um, did not have a line down the block, we <laughs> at, no, it did just not as not as big of a line. Yeah, but we were lamenting it. Well, how does a twenty-five-year-old movie that wasn't even really that well received when it came out have a line three blocks long, and we have no line? And uh, that should have been classic. That's why that could have been it, Mike. That was probably it. You were invited, Mike. You should have Nick Nick Franco tuning in and predicting uh, now that the toilet paper is all gone, there's going to be a run on seashells. 
So, um, so uh, I, I can appreciate where he's coming from there. Uh, with the with the advent, with the news, I should say that the murder hornets are here to get us once again. We found all the stores in Little Silver out of toilet paper. Okay, I see Lou is continuing to struggle to join us, and he's trying. We're gonna try again. I'm trying really, really hard. Well. But- while we, while he tries to log on there, I'll, I, can I just hit two other quick ones? Uh, Go for it, bro. Movie headlines that I've read. One is, uh, I don't know that there's much to say about this, but the news that Nicolas Cage is going to be playing Joe Exotic from uh, Tiger King in the Match Made in Heaven upcoming TV uh, series. So looking forward to that. He is a national treasure, obviously, as is my main Joe man, Tom, Tom Cruise. Who uh, alluded- I, knew, I, I knew you'd be all over this one. Did you hear about this one? Oh, yeah. So he alluded to the fact that he is working with uh, Elon Musk and uh, his, his uh, SpaceX program and NASA to work out a film that will be shot, the first film actually shot in space. So uh, I'm sure Tom is undergoing intense uh, astronaut training right now to okay. figure out how to launch himself hopefully inside a rocket into space so that he can make a movie for us. Listen, the man well, hey, hey, just on a helicopter piloted a plane. He's done it all, learned how to do it all to bring authenticity and insanity to his films, largely in the Mission Impossible franchise. We do have Top Gun Maverick coming up. There's no way he's not learning how to pilot a lunar module or whatever it's going to take to make this happen. Go ahead, Mo. Hey, just to jump on, uh, just to jump on the whole space theme, Netflix, May 29th, Steve Carell comes back. Uh, he's going to be in charge of Space Force. Wait. And it looks absolutely hysterical. There's an all-star, there's an all-star group. And, uh, you know, I, I just saw Mingo laughing there. I think you've seen the, uh, the, the what do call the trailers. Yeah, it's all the trailer. And I, I'm deep, deep in my first watch of The Office right now. So I can't wait. Oh, wow. Your first watch? For first real? watch. Yes, my first that, one. Uh, my friend might need to get on the culture, con- pop culture confessions. Uh, yeah. Top yeah. Five list. Yeah. Wow, wow. I got to so, say, I've never seen Demolition Man, so. Hey, uh, yeah, we're going to let you slide on that one. The Office. Ming, there's going to be a joke yeah. at about season four or five, which is probably <laughs> set in about 2009 or 10 at that time, where – uh, one of the characters is watching a parkour video, and, it, and, and the other characters say, "Oh, the the, the internet hit of 2004." Yes. but but being that you're watching it in 2020, it's all old news. So good luck it to is, you there, my friend. And it still holds up. Parkour. Bing, if you uh, are you going straight into the U.S. version? Have you dabbled in the U.K. version at all? I have not. Uh, U.K. version's next. I know it's gone. It went what two? And you, can, and you can get through that one a lot quicker too. Yeah, yeah just two like, seasons. Two seasons yeah. and a good Christmas special. special but yep. There you go. Uh, Susie Coco, the lovely Suzanne, saying, and for tonight's episode, the role of Mo will be played by Luis Antonio Bernal. <laughs> Yes, yes, Lou. Uh, I don't know if it's in the stars here. No, that's not. That's that's completely unfair. If if he was playing the part of Mo, he would have successfully logged on, and then his computer would have fallen on his head. Right. (laughs) Thank you, Todd. You want to say what's up to everybody? Richard Agnew, Gary McRae, Ryan Cook, Pat Kuula, Bob Corbeil, of course. Well, Melissa Stewart is here. We've got a great crew, guys. Let's keep it moving. Uh, I think at this point we should probably take a minute just to talk about which craft beers we're drinking. I'm going to start us off. I got an unbelievable 
care package in the mail today. Our friends over at Virginia Beer Company uh, down in Williamsburg, Virginia, they've uh, they've heard us drink a few of their beers on the air here, review a few. Uh and they reached out. They said, listen, we've got some really great new stuff. Uh, can we ship you out something? And it was like, yes. yeah, obviously. So uh, Big Box came today, uh, uh, 14 different beers. We'll be working our way through them. The one I'm drinking right now, uh, this is called the one with all the berries. And if you go ahead and look at the uh, the font there uh, and, uh, and the label conceit, you can see uh, – they're riffing on a friend's theme. This is a fruited goza. So it goes, of course, uh, a low alcohol sour. And this particular one is brewed with raspberries, blackberries, blueberries, and that old milk sugar lactose. Uh, it comes in a little bit higher than most gozas, although still not high by beer standards, just at 5% ABV. It is at once sweet and sour. So like a Jolly Rancher in that respect uh, has an unbelievable nose, uh, the interplay of all the different berries. I'm really enjoying it so far. Todd, what do you drink? Well, you teed me up a little bit earlier with uh, some of your comments about the the shelves of uh, the Red Bank uh, area of New Jersey. This one is called, in light of our current situation, I don't know how well you can see what that photo is. Not well. This deli needs a bigger toilet paper selection. Is it a butt crack? Is that what that is? Or? It's a shelf. It's empty shelf. shelf. Empty shelf. shelf. Yeah. Empty. The, name of the, the name of the beer, let's see if I can get it back on screen there. The name of the beer is This Deli Needs a Bigger Toilet Paper Selection. This is from our friends at uh, Evil Twin Brewing in New York City. Oh, yeah. Queens Joint. And uh, they have some fun, you know, with, with different types of names. This one's obviously playing off of what we're dealing with these days. This is a double dry hopped IPA, a New England style uh, mm -hmm. IPA, El Dorado hops in there. Um, and it's, it's delicious. 7% what, what's ABV, ABV on that? Seven? Seven, yeah. So it's, it's got a little bit of punch to it. Nothing too crazy. But, um, but yeah, really smooth, really good. We did Evil Twin on this show just last week. Last week go. we did the Bozo beer, and he came in at a very, very minor 17.5%. That explains my performance during the second half of the podcast last week, folks. I apologize for those that are returning viewers. Ming, are you drinking anything right now? Uh, yes, I am. I uh, took a trip down to the Little Silver Bottle Shop this afternoon. Well, thanks for saying uh, what's up. Okay. Continue. Thanks for swinging by and signing that stuff for me, Ming. <laughs> I, I had more important ah, The second beer from Twin Light. It's the yes. second beer. Continuing with the Twin Lights theme, our friend Will Grunman and his uh, his business partner, our Twin Lights, uh, came with a Double Vision uh, IPA. This is also a double dry hop IPA coming at 6.5% ABV. Uh, I love their colors that you're using. The uh, the lager was a, a nice blue. Mm -hmm. This is a, uh, a, a, a like a gem-like green, and uh, I'm digging it a lot so far. Uh, continued luck to the gentleman over at Twin Lights Brewing. Yeah, good, well, good luck to Lou trying yeah, to good having yeah. Lou. Uh, good to see you. Hopefully, uh, we'll do it again sometime. You know, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Matt Miller's joined us as well. He's drinking something from Wellworks Brewing, not their first appearance on this show, the Coffee French Toast Milk Stout. There you Damn, go. does that sound good. Um, and Nick, Nick Franco's drinking his Hackensack Brewing Cherry Valentino. I've also had that, a raspberry cherry stout. Uh, very, very good. I haven't had that Wildworks one, but it does sound great. Um, what I was going to say with Lou is the, the real sin here, in Lou not being able to connect, is not only are we not getting his comic stylings on the air with us, we've also apparently lost him in our comments as a, as a, as a fan, right. friend, uh, viewer, listener who's been with us the last few weeks. So, uh, so Lou, I would say this. If you can hear us, 
and you can't connect, and you're really sure about that, then come on and join us the traditional way, and we'll figure it out. What's up there, CJ? So, um, yeah, Ming- Matt Miller, just want to shout out Matt Miller, uh, as I should have done, calling out Tavor, where he picked his beer up. That's where I got mine. I'm throwing my uh, my link in the in the comments there. If anyone wants to join up with these guys, please do so. You get a you get ten dollars worth of free beer, and they'll they'll hook you up with some really good craft beer from all around the country. So you get ten dollars free beer on your first box, but if you tell them you came from Point Blank, you actually get ten dollars off. Is that, is that, that's right. Sure. Okay. <laughs> CJ Cullen is saying, asking if that flavored beer tastes like a Frambois lim- Lambic, and. Back in the drinking days, back in my old drinking days, that was my favorite beer ever. Was wow, Limbic. There was Mike, only one place. You're, you're ahead of the curve, Mike. There was only one place in um, Monmouth County that had it in their stores, and that was at uh, Danny's over on Bridge Street. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of ahead of uh, ahead of the curve, I think we got Lou now. Lou, can you hear us? You can see Lou. it. Earth to Lou, are you here? It looks like he was moving. There was at least two, two frames in that last one. Uh, yes, you're absolutely right. We had proof of life. Yeah. Hey, just just so everybody knows, you, you really shouldn't try to uh, podcast when you have dial-up, so. <laughs> oh, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> but he just got a 28-8 modem. Someone send him a new CD. Hey, at least upgrade to the 56.6 KPBS. Ask Lou, would you like to play a game? Come on, buddy. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, and Mike, uh, CJ, CJ mentioning uh, Maloney's in Madawan usually has the, that- uh, the- the Lindemann's Framboise Lambic. Uh, That's so, nice. 23 years too late, but thank you, Harris. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's 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 move on to our next thing, and and we got a couple of items this week that we wanted to get through our, our usual games, some new games. Um, I want I really wanted Lou to be able to participate here, so why don't we we start with everyone else? We'll come back to Lou, but it's we're gonna bring back an old favorite. It's our social media follows of the week. So we haven't done wow. this. We haven't done Whoa. this. Yet. We're bringing it back. I'll remind the audience, and of course we've got lots of new members of the audience now. Uh, so with social media follows of the week, what we're gonna do is we're gonna select an account, and it could be on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn if that's what floats your boat. And uh, and you know we're just gonna recommend that others follow it, and there may be a reason why that we'd like to share. So um, so Todd, do you feel prepared? To start us off with a social media follow of the week. Sure. I mean, I got to go back into the archives. I had one teed up, I think, three months ago. <laughs> and uh, I, I keep cut and pasting that thing up in my in my notes here to, so I don't forget. So I've got I've got one, uh, I, I think, plays to the interests of uh, some of this crowd. We have a ways back, someone threw in a, a Bruce Lee um i, I guess fan account of some sort on, I think that was mike that was mike. Yeah. that was mike yeah okay so this one is along those lines uh this is on instagram the handle is we love jackie chan All oh i love it i love it already wow and it is i believe from either him or one of his handlers and it's it's just a comp i was checking i mean when i when i first pulled this up there was a couple of really funny things in there as you scroll through, it's just pictures of him from movies, little uh, sort of side bits here and there. Every once in a while, he'll throw a personal message out there. 
it's just all kinds of good stuff that make you happy when you see Jackie Chan. So you can't go wrong. Okay. And Ming, are you able to, yeah, there it is. Okay. Nice. Oh, that looks like him with Jet Li right there. Okay. Nice. And, um, is that him bald looking very old? No, that can't be on the top yeah, right. That must be him from, um, Oh, what was the name of that? Oh, he's in there with Schwarzenegger. Oh, there he is on the right. Yeah. Well, I was there's just saying one just to the left of Schwarzenegger. There's there's uh, about what twelve shots of Jackie Chan from his when he was born till now. This Jackie Chan through the ages. Uh, he'll he'll put in clips of him doing some crazy stunts or failing or whatever it is. It's it's a good follow. It's just it just brings a smile to your face. He's good people. <laughs> I think there was one where he was wearing Marilyn Monroe's uh, <laughs> uh, dress. Yeah, that I think that's the one. Are you standing I, over a subway grate? The white dress up a little bit, man. <laughs> Down a little bit. That, I, I was there you are. Yeah, I swear to God, that's her dress. This? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It looks it like unverifiable, it. but that's okay. <laughs> Well, let's just say it's verified. Okay, oh, there you go on the left. Oh wow, it's great. Is he, he? He did amazing uh, a, dramatic a full TBT right there in a film a, a couple of years back, uh, um, opposite Pierce Brosnan, The Foreigner. Very, very great, great film. But this new movie he's coming out with opposite Schwarzenegger just looks typically bananas. So um, I'm sure lovely Suzanne can't wait to see that one. Two of her favorites. Mo, let's, uh, let's throw it over to you, my friend. A social media follow of the week. Okay, this one is on Instagram, and it's at Hood Comedy ENT. That's H-O-O-D Comedy ENT. Hood Comedy. Yeah. And so not too many followers right now, but it is – oh, it's, uh, it's on it's – on, um, it, it's on, I'm sorry. 32 uh, followers. Let's Twitter. see if we can, let's no, see if we can sorry. handle that tonight. It's on, it's on Twitter. It's on Twitter. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they have 33 it, followers on, on Twitter. No, here we go. They've got a little bit of a following there. And, and you see the first one? The first <laughs> oh, time I see the car tear in ACL. Yikes. Now, based on some um, some neighborhoods here in California, you know they're probably recording a lot of these videos uh, right there and, and coming up with this content. But it's just another one of these accounts where it's just nonstop laughter. You could really dive down to a wormhole and just you know check out a whole bunch of uh, yeah. You see right there, that's when uh, you, you get a vintage uh, <laughs> sexy outfit. It's cut from the uh, gives a little. Gives a little extra, you know, viewing, but it's a little, uh, <laughs> little hood, you know? Well, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. I'll come down one. I want to see if Mo can verify well, the accuracy of the post. How it be playing high school football? Oh, it's definitely that. Yep. Can you I've scroll down that. one, one below that to Chief Keith? Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> He's a um, definition of unbothered. Well, you know, a lot of people say yeah. that about him. Uh, all right. Well, listen, that's a great follow. So that's Hood Comedy. Yeah. Hood Comedy on Twitter, not Instagram, although it does exist on Instagram. We're too. getting there. We're getting it's there. Not quite it's getting there. Growing. 
<laughs> Mike, I'm going to throw it up to you, my friend. It might be different. Awesome. Um, mine is uh, Instagram. Okay. And let's go to uh, travel underscore with underscore me nine. Me travel underscore with underscore me nine. Nine spelled out or the number nine? The number, number nine. nine. And uh, this is just, um, John, you inspired me with the, um, uh, like, rooftop pictures. Yeah. These are amazing uh, travelogue pictures. I, I, I follow so many of these accounts. I don't have this one, though. This well, now, has, I, now I do. This is a, a fun place to go. And uh, it's huh? inspired me that since I can't travel, Mm-hmm. I can do this. It's like um, all the food that I'm missing. All that beautiful. Oh, man, it's killing me. Are, so are, you, watching, are you watching food videos as well? No, not food. I mean, if you go over there, you can see the uh, the food out on that beautiful spread. So uh, it's uh, travel. There we go. It's it's just some gorgeous stuff. They've got uh, oh look at that, oh look at that morning breakfast yeah. in Switzerland. Yeah, if you scroll down, you it's see some alpaca. You see Was alpacas. If you scroll down, you'll see alpacas in Austria. Oh, this is good stuff. Oh, there's even there's a travel to Antarctica in the lower right hand corner. Well, you know, Mike, you really keyed in on something here. This could be like the ultimate That's quarantine amazing. account, right? Because yeah. where, where, where are we going right now? Nowhere. Go down to that a little bit more, Ming. To that girl diving. Yes. This is fun. And painful. Wow. It's oh, man. <laughs> I see no blood, so... Um, yeah, no she's not. No. <laughs> no, 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 she's fine. She's, she's, for a little while. Standing eight count. That's okay. Yes. Thank you out there, Mike. Uh, Mink, why don't we hear what your social media follow of the week is? Uh, yes, let's uh, change that over. I found, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of this. Uh, this is something called Music Videos Without Music. And uh, they, no. <laughs> they, uh, they take... Oh my God! Music. So uh, this is uh, David Boy McJagger's "Dancing in the Street." Oh my God! And it's so disturbing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God! There are so many that I want to see. This is fantastic if you're high. Holy freaking cow. I'm telling you, there you go. All your homoeroticism, none of the music. So it's called Musicless Music Video? Musicless Music Video, yes. uh, A YouTube channel. Yes. So, yes. Unbelievable. Subscribing right now. This is what this is all about. Great yep. stuff. By the way, if you could key in on Carlos Masonette's comment, Carlos Masonette saying Twitter, oh. Rex Chapman's block oh. or charge posts are hilarious. Wait, wait, is that Lou and he's live? Ooh. And in effect, all right. Ooh, say something. Hola, como estas? 
no, 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 no. He's on the no, no, switch no. to uh, switch to the other audio. You're on channel two. You're on. You're okay. on. Estate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> before we get to our one Puerto Rican friend, can we just talk about our only other Puerto Rican friend? Carlos at nine o two p.m. says, "Twitter Rex Chapman's block or charge posts are hilarious." Little does Carlos know, Mo, that what. Uh, I think we mentioned that on episode 13 or so. So that was that was one Carlos. of those original early picks for social media follows of the week. So uh, so good to hear that uh, Carlos endorses it. So Lou, we had you. Now it looks like you've got some sort of halo made out of. Uh, well, I'm not going to speculate. Also, Todd was gone and then came back, but he's invisible. So there's a lot going on here on uh, on the technical side. What we'll do is I'll give you. I'll go ahead and give you my own. Social media follow the week. Okay. Um, you mentioned something about food, and that's basically where my head is at these days. So this one is on Instagram. It's Florida, New York Food Central, but it's 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 spelled out as F L N Y Food Central. So F L N Y Food Central, and uh, look like they, they they put it best. It's just two sisters who love food. The thing is, it's the kind of food that I also love. Uh, baked. Coated in a lot of sugar, brilliantly colored. So go ahead and scroll there. And it this is just all the stuff that my doctor very specifically said, if I want to make it to 50, I have to stop eating. So um, while there's the jury still out on whether I am able to stop or not, much in the in the in the Mike's quarantine sense of not being able to travel, one thing I can do is just scroll through here. I mean, look at these confections and concoctions. Uh, John, I think I can actually say that your doctor is full of crap. Oh, um, oh wow. Please tell me more. I mean, my father had he lived to be 86. He was a doctor himself. He put himself on a uh, fish and liquid diet twice a year. Um, and he lived to a ripe old age. Could be that he lived through the Depression and whatever he ate back then, you know, Hardened him for uh, a, a truly difficult life. We well, you know they say an apple a week makes you live eighty six years. Yeah, there you are. Now, I want to hear more about this fish and liquid diets. You're saying like, was he doing like the first ever cleanse, like twice a year? He would do that for a few days at a time. Yeah, well, he would just eat fish and liquid, but unfortunately, he counted Campbell's soups as liquids. Okay. So, okay. As opposed to just counting them as um, sodium. Which, All right, well, listen, there's, I, I, it could be worse. He could be counting, um, you know, Schlitz as his liquid. So, all right. True. And if you put crackers in it, it's a meal, right? That's what, that's what that's Daniel said, right? He All right, listen. Stay listen, new guy. All right, actually, let's throw Lou right into the fire here before we get any introductions out of the way. Lou Bourdon. Yes. Lou, give us your social media follow of the week. Um, I follow a comedian named Kate Quigley on Twitter. She's at Kate Q funny. She likes to post daily thirst traps for guys. She's basically um, away. in a bikini all the time. So, and she, she's on, she's got a cameo account and she's pretty funny. So she's I a LA comic. Her. I saw her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you've seen her in person out in LA. Well, I actually I, I saw her in uh, in New Jersey at the Stress Factory. Come on! And then, I, I kid you not. It's it's crazy where you meet people. And then uh, I really I, 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 
but yeah, I, I tried to say, Hey, listen, y'all, I'm out in LA and blah, blah, blah. And uh, long story short, she's uh, blocked me on Twitter. Ah, how's <laughs> it all right? <laughs> oh, Mo, Mo fell into one of the thirst traps. Yes, uh, but very, very sorry about no, that. No, no, but she's, she is absolutely hysterical. So, you know, that's a really, really good follow and uh, get a chance to actually see her in person. She's a, uh, she, she killed it for an hour. Yeah. Endorsed by a stalker. Great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, why don't we take a second here before we transition into our next segment? And I, and I believe that I, I, we did get everybody's social media follow of the week. That's right. Um, Lou, you, you joined yeah. us here. You, you joined us in, in truly motacular fashion. Yes. Um, you know, you, you you were able to, much like the Outer Limits, take control or lose control of your audio and your visual. And uh, but it, it, but in the end, you're here, and that's where it counts. Um, you know, we, some some of our Point Blank fans, friends, viewers, and listeners might recognize you from the comments for uh, for at least the last several weeks. Um, and you certainly appeared in the previous TV incarnations uh, yes. over on Time Warner Cable in Staten Island, New York. Lo, those two decades ago. Uh, yes, the archives. So Lou, uh, Lou, of course, went to high school with both Todd and I, and then uh, uh, Lou and Mo became very good friends as well after that. And um, you moved out to the West Coast a number of years ago. So in in 60 seconds or less, what have you been up to for these last 20 years? Um, let's see. I've <laughs> got three kids, three boys, nice. um, two Mastery. ex-wives. Strong. Two ex-wives. Yes. Okay. We Are we working on looking, a third ex-wife? We're right looking at? for one. Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. And uh, just living my best life, as they say on the streets. Right, so I think Carlos does have you beat. I think he is up to three ex-wives. So, but how many uh, kids? But yeah. Four? Four? Uh, four? Okay. I forgot. The girls? I'm going to yeah, lose my Puerto two, Rican two, cards two, in a minute. Two and two. Yeah, two girls, two I'm going to get a call from the Puerto Rican headquarters and be like... <laughs> They're going to be like, uh, step it up, man. Step it up. All right. And where in California are you now? I'm in the East Bay, south of Oakland, in a little town called Fremont, California. Excellent. 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 And so, what time is it there? Let me guess. It's the same time as it is where Mo is. Yeah. (laughs) If I I, I use uh, Mothematics, I can probably figure that out. Well, listen, I, I appreciate you saying that because you set us up very nicely for our next segment. Okay, we've only ever done this once before. Oh. But it's a little something we like to call the Mollywed game. The Mollywed game. Oh, so boy. Todd's going to take us through it. He's going to tell us how it works. But, Lou, we really thought having you on here would be an excellent opportunity to do this and see how well you remember the mind of Mo. Todd, take it away. Well, uh, those of you who are old enough like me to recall the newlywed game. The, the premise of that game show was the fact that like you had uh, newly married couples um, and the host would ask them a series of questions and they had to blindly answer what they thought the other person's uh, was going, what the other person was going to say. And it was kind of getting yeah. at how well you, how well you know the person. Now we'll, we'll play with that a little bit. I mean, we don't want to necessarily rely on how well, you know, Mo, it could be any one of us uh, at the other end of this. But the, perp- the, the, the basic structure of it's going to be we're going to put Mo on mute or he's going to de-headphone himself, um, which is, you know, standard fare for about 45, 46 minutes into the program. Oh anyway, 
my God. And, uh, and, and kind of go on, go on mute while we go through a series of questions. I've got eight questions plus a tiebreaker if we need it. And we will, I will ask these questions of the group of us. The, the reason, one of the reasons why I love this game is because I get to play along. Uh, I may know the answers to some of these questions. I may not, but that's not the point. The point is you know, whether you think Mo's going to know it. So um, we will guess our answers on each of these. Then we'll bring Mo back in, fingers crossed, and we'll ask him the same questions and score ourselves on how well we predict how he answers. As ever, feel free to play so, at home. And, uh, uh, yeah, messing with each other is always encouraged. And actually, one, th- one so, thing we just have yeah. to mention, we did this last time, and it's a learning experience. For our friends, fans, viewers, and listeners that are watching this live, and not having downloaded it days or weeks later on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts or or one of the other numerous platforms we're on. If you're here live, we would just ask, try not to pass Mo too much info in the uh, in the comments. The game works best if if he's going to come back, uh, you know, with uh, with very limited or or really no knowledge of what the questions were. So go ahead, Ty. and Mo. All right, and so if one of you guys can just call me. Because I'm I'm working off my laptop now, so I think that'll work best. We were, we were going to all do the Wu Tang sign. That okay. would be your yeah, that when you get the when you get the five man Wu. That's it. All right, all right, let me just shut. Let me take the headphones off. But I'll go run anyway. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's do it. Yes. Mo, are we clear? clear. Right. Mo, can you hear us, Mohammed? <laughs> He's like, I'm going to take these off, and just to be sure, I'm going to unplug the headphones. <laughs> He's going to walk into my screen. All right, here we go. And I had to add an extra column to my scoring sheet for uh, the lovely Lou Bordon. Let me uh, drop your name in there. I thought ahead and actually made a scoring sheet. All right, here we go. I've got, like I said, eight questions. No, question number one <clears throat> How many of the Lord of the Rings movies slash books can Mo accurately name without mangling them? So we're going with the original core, not, not counting the Hobbit. Uh, we're going with the original core three of the movies, which were the second uh, series of the books, fellowship of the ring, the two towers, the return of the King being three answers we're looking for. Do you have one, zero, one, two, one. or three? I got to go with one. Okay. So you're wow. not even counting. We're, we're not making a maximum of four by saying he could literally say the words, the Hobbit. Like the book. Yeah, he's going to say that. That's what I think he's going to say. That's the only one he's going to get right. That's wrong. Okay. So, all right. So, I'm going to go with it it in order before he mangles one. It's just in general, how many does he get right? I'll say say one. I'll say one. I'm going to say, I'm going to give him none. Wow. Lou's going zero. John, you said what? John's got I think he's got a shot at Return of the King. He's going to say Jedi. I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him a two. I said, I set the over under on this at 2.5. So you guys are way under. Uh, I'm, I'm going, I am going under as well. I'm going two. Mike, what do you got? We got one. One. All right. Akawula showing a low level of faith with zero. But go ahead. Um, all right. Question number two. This should be a layup. Uh, this is, uh, I'm going to weave one of these in every once in a while. Movie quotes. So in the movie oh. Brayheart, Bra- sorry, Braveheart. One of the most stirring and famous scenes has William Wallace rallying the ragtag army of Scotsmen with what famous quote? And the question is, will he, will he say, it? will he get it right? So I'm looking for the, uh, you know, run and fight and you'll die, run and you'll live. But the critical piece of the quote, they may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom. Will he get it? Here are the four, the four answers. Yes. And we'll give him a buffer within one word. 
So the yes, if he says freedom, yes, includes a one word mangle. (laughs) Two is close, but he'll mangle it. She's going to quote brave. Three is no, not at all. And four is he'll say every man dies. Not every man really lives. Oh boy. He's going to say YOLO. (laughs) I I thought he would have said, um, what we do in life echoes in eternity. Uh, <laughs> Gladiator. I'm thinking you're going to say there there can be only one from Highlander. Okay, there can be only one. That's good. I, I so. think are are we going to give him any hints at all? Because I think if you start the quote, he'll be able to finish it. Really? If you get all the way until the last word. Oh come on! <laughs> and he he's might mangle that word. And he so. just holds it up to the the piece of paper up. All right, all right. So I guess is this is a straight yes no? What do you want? So we got a we got a yes. A close, but he'll mangle it. No, not at all. Or the four is, uh, is, is he, he says another quote, uh, specifically that every man dies. So let's just say if he, if he throws another quote, like just freedom or something else, we're, we're calling that a no. Okay. Cause I think he's going to mangle it to the point where it's unrecognizable, but he might know it, but he's wow. not going to say it right. All right. Who's going full? <laughs> I'm going to say he says something. He says something. Is that it? <laughs> that's the fifth one, John. So you're going close, but he'll mangle it. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Mm. I'm with Lou on this one. He's he's gonna go now. Come on, what the mangle the mango. Well, a costume change. Yeah. Oh, I'll uh, well I'll, I'll I'll go against all of you. I'll say he will get it then. All right, I'm with Ming. Ming. I, I give him a full yes on this one. All right. I wow. hope you guys are ready. All right, number three. Let's power power no, three. Number John. three. Who is your favorite A team character? Oh, Rockets. Yeah, I gotta go with BA. His answer would be almost anyone's answer. Okay, so I have a contingency on this one. I'll pretty the fool who says anyone else. Assuming that everyone says BA, we could we could tee it up with saying after Sergeant First Class Bosco BA Baracus, who's your favorite A team character? Howling Mad Murdoch. Who you got after that? Howling Mad Murdoch. John. I'm I'm actually gonna go with face because i'm hoping that he was also a battlestar galactica fan well then i gotta go with hannibal then all right ming's got hannibal because he's a breakfast at tiffany's fan lou what do you you call lou (laughs) yeah uh i went with murdoch murdoch and i'm gonna take i'm gonna take reg barkley gotcha i'm going with templeton peck okay number four uh, and this is just three choices, no setup, no prep. Double dare, remote control, or press your luck. Double dare. Oh, press, all, press your luck for sure. Yeah, what we're all doing by thinking he's going to get any of these right, uh, press your luck. Press your luck. <laughs> no, whammies, no whammies. Oh, look at this dude. He's curling yeah, <laughs> water bottles. 30 pound water bottles, by the I way. Love it. Here you go, ladies. Uh, Check him out. I'm going to go with double dare. Double dare. Un- unblock him. Okay. Unblock him. All right. I'll take remote control just to mix it up. Number five. <laughs> I don't know why this popped in my head. Name the two actresses who played Thelma and Louise. We're looking for Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon. Does he get zero, one, or two of those correct? The correct answer is zero. <laughs> yeah, no chance. Uh, zero. Uh, really? He's getting one. Is zero. Famous enough? Uh, I'm going to buck the trend and go with one. I'm going to say he gets one. He might call her. What if he says um, Gina Sarandon? You know, 
Yeah, something like that. Susan Davis, we're not taking Gina Sarandon. Damn it. Well, uh, I'll say half. Either, half. either one yeah. or half. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go. Uh, Golf ball eyes. I'm going one. I'm giving most some of these. All right, here we go. Number six. Aside from human or earthling, how many races from the Star Trek universe can Mo name? Oh, my God. And I'm going with the answers are zero. One, two, or three plus. Oh, but give me a second. Three plus? He can't say like Romulan and stop. <laughs> He's not gonna get Romulan. No, I, say I, three. I, I think Two. he has an excellent shot of getting both Vulcan and Klingon. Yeah. I'm gonna take you as well. Uh but can he do one beyond that for the for the for the maximum point value allowed? Um you know, it's funny, we were just talking about uh, a vacation to Ferenginar, but I don't think he's going to be joining us. I'm going to leave it at two. Two. All right. Ming? Yeah, two sounds good. I'm going to agree with two. two. Lou, what did you have? I had two. Wow, we got twos across the board. All right, I'll give him. Peter Riario? He I'll said mix he's going to get a boost, and he thinks Mo can do three. As does Ryan. Yeah. All right. Huh. I'm going to go. All right, fuck it. I'll go three. I'll go with them. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Number seven. Which two to win. Which two of the following six songs are not actual Lady Gaga songs? Okay, I've got the list here. Sex Dreams, Monster Face, Black Jesus and Amen Fashion, Love Zombie, Government Hooker, and Jewels and Drugs. I don't know if you know the answer. Uh, it's very unfair because I will get zero of those myself. So the answer, you got zero. <laughs> Does he get zero of them right, one of them right, or two of them right? All right. So he has a 33% chance here. Uh, and I'm, I, I think the odds are going to be ever in his favor. I feel fortune shining on him. I'm going to say he's going to get two right. Wow. Um, I, yeah, I got to go with zero. Lou, I like you. Zero. 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 Lou? Well, you guys are pessimists here. I'm at zero. Big zero. Like, a big zero. Choices were zero, one, or two. Ryan Cook, however. He's going to get up. I'm giving him one. And this question is obviously in here purely to drive George Setti nuts to figure out how he can call in to give the actual answer. <laughs> Last question. I have four kids. Name them. And does he get zero, one, two, three, or four? That, that's messed up, man. That's messed up. I don't even. He's got to get at least one. I'm gonna say he's gonna get two. Wow. I'm gonna go with three. I'm gonna say three. That, see, that's messed up. Oh, he loves you, Tom. He's giving you two. three and a half. I think given enough gonna... time. I think given Does enough. You have to get the last name and search his internal database. He can pull all four. I really do. Yes. Tom's going all okay. four. Wow, that's All good. Right. Ming, what did you have, Ming? One. Ming's got one. Okay. Well, I'm going give him, with a vote of I'm going to give him three on that one. <laughs> and uh, do we want to do this, the tie? I'll hold off on the tiebreaker. We'll see if we need that one. Okay. okay. All right, let's bring him back. All right, we're good. Bring him. <laughs> Boo, I see way more of your crotch than I wanted to. Woo! And now we welcome back the great Cornholio. The mighty Mo. All right, Mo, are you ready for this? 
Well, it looked like a lot of fun for where I was sitting. Let's uh, let's do it. <laughs> well, the last part is it's, it's it's better than curling a pair of water water bottles. <laughs> I do those. I move those one at a time in my house. <laughs> the right. sixteen ounce size. Here we go, Mo. Now, you, you, do we need to recap how this is going to work? I'm going to list off a couple of questions as I go. There is no right or wrong answer. There is purely what you feel and what you think inside your head. Put it out there. Your we have made our guesses, and uh, we will be scored accordingly. First question, number one, uh, how many Lord of the Rings movies slash books can you accurately name? Please give us the name of the three Lord of the Rings movies and books. Okay. Uh, I, I could go chronologically. Uh, the Fellowship of the Ring, The oh. Two Towers, and Return of the King. I Ooh. want you to just give the biggest uh, uh, G uh, DX what? suck it right now, my friend. What, what do you I mean? Zero. Oh, you suck it, You suck it. <laughs> wow. I'm going to give you a. I'm going to. I don't know if I should give the answers to this as we go or how we are no, in the end, but Mo, yeah, for the you, had, you had zero faith from this entire crew of five. What? No one had you at all three. <laughs> but I've seen the movie with you guys. <laughs> I, I see <laughs> not making me buddy but hey god bless you all right, all right. mo i got another one that i think is a layup so let's see this is a movie quote in the all movie right. braveheart one of the most stirring and famous scenes as william wallace rallying his ragtag army of scotsmen with what famous quote okay i don't have to say in the irish uh accent do i it would be great. Uh, you could also great, 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 great. You, could even, you could even do it in Scottish because that's what the movie was. Yeah. Either way, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. No! Oh, that's good enough, Ruben. I'm going to say he nailed it on that one. So we've got uh, two, two of us had that correct. Two, two people of the five or the four of us had well, that. Thank the two of you. I appreciate it. Next, uh, next up, Muhammad. I don't know, honestly, if I was one of them, but I'm happy for you anyway. Right. <laughs> you were one of them. All right. Number, number three, who is your favorite A-team character? And I have to say, after everyone went with the same character, we're going to say not including Sergeant First Class Bosco, Bad Attitude Baracus, outside uh, of Mr. T's B.A. Baracus. Who is your favorite A-team character? Ooh, damn it. Uh, uh, it has to be Hannibal. Ooh. Wow. That's the only one I could remember. Damn. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what? You know the funny thing is, like, nine times out of ten, I like Face, but he's just too vanilla. Everybody would just be like, what? What are you talking about? Uh, come yeah. on, man. I oh, have can you name anyone else? Bonnie. I agree, Mo. I agree. There was Murdoch, and that was it. All right, that's good. What? That's good. All right, number the four. Girl. Question, question four. Mohammed, double dare, remote control, or press your luck? Double dare, remote control, or press your luck? I would say double dare. Very good. Very good. Double dare it is. We got two, two people got that one correct. All right, next up, number five. Name the two actresses who played Thelma and Louise. Uh, Susan Sarandon and uh, ba, 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 I can see what's her name? It's uh, damn it, damn it, damn, 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 damn. It's it's at the tip of my tongue, it just 
And she was on one of, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jimmy Kimmel's mean tweets. I just can't get her name out there. All right. Well, I'm sorry. That's, that's acceptable. We're going to go with, we're going to go with, you got one of those and it, uh, Susan Sarandon is correct. So that is a one out of two. We have three out of five of us. Gina Davis. Thank you. The other one. All right. Very good. Next up. Number six, aside from human or earthling, how many races from the star Trek universe can you name? Star Trek. Right, right. <laughs> uh, well, Spock is a uh, oh, damn man. I don't even know what he is. <laughs> I know. I, I should know. I should know. Oh, Come on, start. man. Some Rough of us start. have some faith here. Come, Come on, on, buddy. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Damn it. Klingon. Klingon is one. That's one. Uh, all right. And there's uh, that's all I can name. No, no. Really? Keep thinking. Keep, you can do better. Keep thinking. <laughs> Just, <laughs> as long as it needs to be. <laughs> well, I'm drinking coffee What's that? I'm drinking coffee for you. I'm Thank staying you. up all night. <laughs> Peter Riario. Ming, if you can put that on the screen, Peter Riario's response. Uh, yes, I can. Vulcan, Vulcan. That's it's yeah, two now, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, go. stop there. there <laughs> yeah. Stop there. All right. Now we're good. Uh, Nick Franco uh, says you can do it, Mo. Do we have three? There are more than three. <laughs> there are more than. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. If you, you can name Vulcan. more than you got Klingon. Is there anyone else out there? Klingon, Vulcan, and uh, Ewok. <laughs> <laughs> Does it stop when I mangle it? Close enough. <laughs> the Wookie. Lou. Lou. It was going so I, well. I think that last wrong answer just wiped him out. No, he'll be back. He's got to charge his phone back up. Yeah, he's like, screw this noise. All right. Are we calling it a two? Yeah. Mo, you're good. You're tapped. Yeah. All right. I'm good with two. Two it is. Okay. Uh, two more questions. Number seven. It's a tricky one. Uh-oh. This one is, is in honor of our friend and compatriot, George Giosetti. Which two of the following six songs are not actual Lady Gaga songs? So two of these are made up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, can only, I can only remember like one song at a time. So are you ready? I have to write these down. Yeah. Four, four of these are real. Two are made yeah. up. Here we go. Okay. Sex Dreams, Monster Face, Black Jesus and Amen Fashion, Love Zombie, Government Hooker, and Jewels and Drugs. What was the fifth one again? Uh, we had Sex Dreams, Monster Face, Black Jesus and Amen Fashion, Love Zombie, Government Hooker, and Jewels and Drugs. Okay. Two of those are fake. Which two? <laughs> well, I'll say Monster Face has to be one because it's... Uh... It's like it's biting off a poker face. Mo, 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 and then ba, ba, ba. we'll go Jesus. I don't know. If, yeah, I don't, I don't know if she's particularly uh, religious or not, but I think you sand, sandwich them in together. So you're going black monster face and black Jesus. Yeah. One of those is not an actual Lady Gaga song. You are correct. Okay. Uh, monster face was made up her, yeah. her followers are known as her little monster so i thought i might get you with that one 
But uh, Monster Face was made up, as was Love Zombie. Mm. Like Jesus in Amen fashion, a real Lady Gaga song. George will call in later and sing it for us. Uh, Uh, That is a little monster. One out of two. Uh, Sex Dreams, Black Jesus, uh, Government, Hooker, and Jewels and Drugs, all real Lady Gaga songs um, on continuous play in the George Setti household. Okay, last question, Mo. With Shallow. With Shallow. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Last question. This is a tough one. Uh Uh-oh. I have four kids. Name them. Dash. uh, Maeve. (laughs) The little one. (laughs) And the uh, the one who sets the pace up in the front. (laughs) Well, I know you have three girls and a boy, right? (laughs) That's half the battle. (laughs) Is that your final answer? Uh, yeah. One of us got that one right as well. All right. Let me tally these up here. That's two, three, one, two, three, four, one, two. We have a winner. We don't need to go tiebreaker. I'm going to roll that one over to next time. The winner with four correct Moliwed game answers is Ming Chen. Ming Chen! All right. Tell him what he's won, Johnny. I'm going to take you to X slut next time you're out here, man. Oh, good stuff. Great. You uh, go ahead and name your four children. My four children are in order, in descending order from oldest to youngest. Natalie, Rory, the Dash Man, and Phoebe. Maeve will be the will be the next one in honor of you, Mom. right now in the lovely Jeannie's Villa, I'm sure. Um, all right, listen, that was amazing. That was amazing. Good stuff, Mo. Thank you. Yeah. Proper congratulations. Nick Franco to- says, I believe I got four as well. <laughs> May we believe you too. He gets a booby prize. Pound your beer, Nick, on us. Yeah. All right, we're going to move right into another game, folks. Um, we're going to get right into older or younger. Older or younger. Here's how it works every single day. One 365th of the world's population has a birthday. So that means this week, Seven 365ths of the world's population have had birthdays. We're only going to talk about some celebrities that have had birthdays this week. Uh, we're going to try to get our panel here to guess, are they older or younger than a target age crafted by me for maximum confusion? So we're going to start off. Uh, he was a uh, star of a um, uh, short-lived Fox series, Millennium, but you may know him better uh, from the Alien franchise. And we're talking, of course, about Lance Henriksen, everyone's uh, favorite android. Is Lance Henriksen older or younger than 76 this week? I'll start off with older. Mike is older. Even though he looked he, he looked like a, a catcher's mitt that was left out in the rain. <laughs> he was like 20. Dang. That's pretty fucked up, but I love it. Uh, I, I'm going to say he's older than 76 as well. Okay. I believe oh. he's, With no commentary about his catcher's mitt looking <laughs> face? All right. No, not at all. I don't know. I think it's, uh, I, I think it's all makeup and camera tricks. I'm going younger. Okay, Todd's got younger. That keeps him looking under 80. What's say it again, Lou? Oh, I said the camera tricks make it look like he's under 80. <laughs> Eric Fernandez, older, much older. I want to say older. 
I'm going to say older. Okay, Lou's older. And Mo, you're the last one here. So I'll, uh, I'll join the rest of the guys up on the top here and just go older as well. Okay. All right. We started off somewhat easier, although we still muck-tied up. Uh, Lance Henderson turned 79 this week, 79. Cool. So it's a clear older. Um, he was Nine. 69 when he filmed the movie 30 years ago. So I don't know how that happened. He's only 79, but that's what he is. Uh, we're going to take it uh, to somebody a little bit younger, a little bit hipper, probably could dance a little bit better, uh, by Lamos. Uh, was his big song that that oh look there's Lance right there come on Ming the Ringer um, let's rock this, this, oh, he's, he's like prospect is he doing a jig Ming he might man, he looks oh. old uh, uh, not bad for a human is that yeah. Dolph Lundgren who is that next uh, that's to you? Sam J Jones from uh, Flash Gordon yeah, yeah Flash Gordon yeah. right there um, this is probably the lovely Suzanne's favorite ever selection for older and younger, Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> Enrique Iglesias celebrated a birthday this week. Did he turn older or younger than 42? Now, does Anna Kornikova, does she shave years off of his life? What's the story there? I would imagine so, right? He shaves moles off of his face. She, she, she did until she left him for Jeter. Oh, that's right. She's got to be older than 42. Well, he's exactly 42. He's got to be older than 42. Well, exactly. This would be so much easier if you would just tell us how old they are, and I could tell you if they're older or younger than that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Could you throw that out then? <laughs> older I'm going, or younger? I'm, I'm going younger. Okay. I'm going older. Older. I've got, I've got Mo at younger. I'm with Matt Miller. Older. I've got Todd at older. I've got Lou at older. And Ming and Mike, I, I didn't hear I said older. Mike is older. <laughs> and Ming says? Uh, he's older. Later. Okay. So just like the last round, we had four olders and one younger. Unlike the last round, however, the person who voted younger this time who got it wrong is Mo. So that means the four olders are correct. Iglesias is 44 years old. 44 years old. Iglesias is 90,000. I think he just had some sort of, well, anyway. All right. Well, let's get to uh, the longest tenured member of the not ready for primetime players. We're talking about SNL's Keenan Thompson. Who could remember how cute he was in Good Burger? Okay, and when he was on all that. But right now, ageless. This week, he's celebrating a birthday. Is he older or younger than 39? Yeah. I, I had, I'm going to go younger. Had, yeah, I had 36 in my in my head. Uh, I'm both younger. younger. So Mo says younger, and Lou, you said younger as well, right? Yeah, I do. Look at that. Look at that. All right. Maybe this one I didn't do it as uh, tricky as I thought because Todd had the same age in his mind as Mo did. But I didn't hear from Ming or Mike. It makes me nervous. I got to go younger as well. Okay. (laughs) And what is the age? I'm sorry. 39. 39. He's younger. He's younger. Ladies and gentlemen, we do have a clean sweep. All five of our panelists have said younger. However, Pat Kawula and Matt Miller, who both say older – thinking he turned 40, are also wrong because he is actually turning 41 this week. Whoa. That's an older. Whoa. All of you get the gas face this, this round. Okay. 
I blame Lou. He went first. We're going to talk about yes. an actor who <laughs> I didn't fall behind. I'm just lucky to be here, okay? A Coen Brothers uh, uh, standard in their repertory of actors, uh, their company of actors, I should say. But he's also been in quite a lot of superhero fare, more than you would think. So, yes, besides being in the Ballad of Buster Scruggs and Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, or Where Art Thou he was in the most recent film iteration of uh, Josh Trank's Fantastic Four. Uh, very recently, of course, he just played Looking Glass on Watchmen. And who could forget his turn as Sam Stern, the soon-to-be leader in Ang Lee's Hulk. I'm talking about Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson has a birthday this week. Will he be turning a number older or younger than 56? 56, Tim Blake Nelson. Well, 54 popped up in my head, so I'll go younger. Not that I know who he is. <laughs> yeah. I think Tim and Blake are older and numbers. Nelson is younger. <laughs> I'm going older. Okay, I, I got one younger and one older. I'll go younger as well. Okay, Ming is also on the younger oh tip. I, I always go younger. Go younger. Cool is with me. Uh-huh. Mike, younger. I said younger. Younger and Lou? Yes, younger. What about Lube Man? Lube Man, Lube Man's birthday is coming up in a week or two. Um, yes, despite having three first names. Uh, he, he did not turn 33 this week, but he did turn 55. 55, which would make him younger than 56. Everybody so, gets it right, except the Todd. Sir Todd, not looking like your day so far. Not doing well. Okay, let's... I'm going to rally. Well, you know what? If you're going to rally, let's bring it a little bit closer to home. Okay, this particular fine fellow uh, attended school at Hunter College High School on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Young MC. Where three of our panelists also attended school, and this is Young MC. Mike, Mike Marola. So the question is, Young MC, a.k.a. Marvin Young, of Boston Move and Principal's Office fame, how young did he remain? Is he older or younger than the big 5-0, 50 this week? Older. Lou ventures the first guess, and Lou says older. Because I know, I know what year he graduated, but that doesn't mean I can do math. <laughs> we have yeah, a long graduation. Yeah, it's got to be. Oh, I say he's older as well. Okay. I'll take older. This year's a tale for all the fellas. And Mo goes next. To bust to move. Well, Snoop Dogg is older than fifty, so he has to be older than fifty. All right, there's some sort of logic there. Zero logic, zero logic. All right, so everyone said older. I'm going to go same. uh, Do I I mix it up just to try to get ahead? Pick pick hybrid. I've I've got to do it. I'm going to go with George Setti's answer. Olger. Yo. Yo. Wow. Geo just tuning in now, missing the entire Lady Gaga song segment. Uh, I'll have to catch that on the playback. But uh, but he's right still going to try to call in, though. He listened to the whole first, 
you know, hour 17 in fast, uh, like, you know, fast motion. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, uh, Athena dropping by as well. We've got the whole crew here today. Todd, we need an answer. So Old we're what, 44, 45. You're saying he's how old? 50? Younger than 50. The Correct. question is whether he graduated five years before us. I, I, I would think it was a little more than that, but I need to make up some ground. I'm going to go, I'm going to break from the rest of you and go younger. Okay. Lou, you said that you remember or you, you you thought you knew what year he had graduated. We're class of 93. What year did young MC graduate? I believe he was class of 85. You're off by one, but it's still enough because he did turn 52, 52 this week. So uh, he is older. So, Todd, your strategy obviously is the only thing you can do at that point when you're that far behind is uh, is to go play the Iconoclast and try to catch up. Didn't work for you there. You've got a little bit more time to make it work for you. Okay, this man was very, very pretty. And uh, he was in Northern Exposure. Uh, and somewhat more recently, he, of course, was in uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. I'm talking about the actor John Corbett. Do I have to add this to the list of uh, John's man crushes? Uh, so we've got the, the running list. We've yes. got James Marsden, Fred Savage, Jason Bateman, Henry Henry Cavill, and now who was that? John Corbett. Oh yeah, I'm acknowledging he was a handsome man. Uh, we actually had a, a, a viewer mail about that time. We'll get to it in mail call. The list that the viewer sent in was slightly different than your list, but but we'll talk about it. In any well, he plays he plays the brother or the husband. Yep. Is he older or younger than 59? Son of a gun. Older. Okay. Bo's that older? I'm going to say younger. And I'm also going to say one thing to Gio. Mind your language, young man. What did he say? She's uh, a very sweet... Oh. oh, he said, yeah, Gaga is a very sweet 34. She is not sweet. Mind your language. Uh, no, no. I'm, I'm a little <laughs> But that's what happens, Gio, when you tune in an hour and 19 minutes into the program. I've got an older from Mo. I've got a younger from Mike. I'll go younger as well. Ming says younger. I think think he's younger. Okay. I'm going to go older. All right. I I don't want to talk too much trash about him if you love him so much. No, nobody said I loved him. It just acknowledged he was a <laughs> it's, just, it's just obvious. Well, the only a, one. I mean, a TV series from the 80s and 90s and a, and a I, movie in the early 2000s. But in any event. I guess he's not a, a, a catcher's mitt, so. Ming said younger. Mike said younger. Mo said older. Todd said older. Lou said younger. The target was 59. John Corbett turned 58 this uh, Of course he did. I won. Purely physical between John and John Corbett. So say we've saved the best for last. Susie Coco chiming in to let George know that uh, we played a few, just a few minutes of Lady Gaga's limited release track, Monster Face. Uh, George, <laughs> if you haven't heard it yet, sir, look for it on uh, on, Listen on, on the, the playback. Yeah, actually, Facebook's going to take it off because it is registered music. Oh, that's a good point. We'll be able to listen to it here on the Facebook playback. But if you go to the Shared Universe page on SoundCloud, on (laughs) Apple Podcasts, Ming, what are some of the other platforms you can download our episodes from? PayPal, Uh, um, Stitcher, 
when you fill up when you fill up your gas you know the little video you can you can hit that you get the little videos Tina <laughs> Hondros, of course always has to be the first one to bring up Greeks we didn't say it um look Billy Joel where's my windex pride of Long Island the piano man himself older or younger this week than the magic 69 Billy Joel Osmond yeah <laughs> Was Monster Face dedicated to Lance Hendrickson? DC piano. <laughs> Billy Joel, how, how old did you say, John? 69. Bill and Ted's favorite. Dude. 69, dude. 69. He's, uh, he's, he's 70. He's definitely 70. Yeah, he's older. Yeah, he's older. Yeah, I'm, I'm going younger. Give us the break. Definitely older. Okay, I got to go in order here. Ming, older or younger than 69? Older. Older. Okay. Mike? Older. Okay, Mo. He transcends age. Older. <laughs> I'll go younger. I'll go younger. Fuck everybody. And Lou. <laughs> I'm going older. Okay. Todd's older. definitely not watching right now. <laughs> Guys, this is the watch the blue version. Man turned seventy this week. Seven zero. Oh, guys, good call. Everyone got that one right. Everyone. Except Todd, that is. Let's tally it. <laughs> Everyone for a record low. One, two, three. Athena says older. I think after you revealed his age. <laughs> Good job, Athena. That's, that's the easy way. You're smart. Smart as okay, one. You got a Mets hat you've got on, Lou? You yep. love it. Oh, Jesus. Okay, here we go. John Franco, all the way. Darryl Strawberry. Keith Hernandez. Patrick Ewing. He's on the board with one point. Nice. I kept I kept track, John. Okay, good. Look, up in the corner. Yeah, one right. Good. One. He mangled that too. In one of his best performances ever here, he, he was able to score four solid points. But our winner tonight, the holy trinity of Ming, Mike, and Lou, each with six points. There's no tiebreaker, folks. Each of you can bask in the victory that you so rightly earned. Ming taking two games tonight. Oh, oh, got a long performance by Ming. Ming, this might be your best episode ever. It might be. It might be. <laughs> Before we move on, I just want to talk a little bit about the next beer we're drinking here. This thing is just out of control. Okay. It's called Double Sunset. Double Sunset from Other Half Brewing in Brooklyn, New York. This is an imperial stout. Ethiopian waka coffee, don't know what that is, vanilla, and milk sugar. Coming Star Trek alien. At 13%. It is absolutely incredible. So it's it's a very, very uh, aromatic. That's the first thing that's going to hit you. As soon as you open the can, Mike, I wish we were in the studio because this is one that from across the table, this would have captured you. This Ethiopian coffee, the vanilla, the milk sugar, all blending with the roasted malts of their of their stout recipe here for just an aroma that's out of this world. Now now you want to taste it? A very supple mouthfeel, but I think what puts this over the top is this. I, I'm not usually prone to this amount of hype. This might be, if not the best, at least a top three stout I've ever had in my life. I had no idea wow. to expect that. I've heard zero hype on this beer. Uh, you know, when we did the Eclipse 50 50, uh, uh, you know, that I knew was an amazing stout and I was looking forward to it. 
this was just something I picked up when we were on the uh, the brewery tour, Todd, when you were back out here, and I think it was October or November, we sure. went to other half. I picked this up there, and I've been aging it since then. It is so rich and delicious. So that's that's that is double sunset from. Does it make you half. hear? Does Same it make effort. you hear the Obi Wan Kenobi theme for uh, by John Williams when you when you drink it? Is that oh, what you wow. hear? Like the... Sunset, yeah, very nice. Uh, Todd, you drink another beer or no? Oh yeah, uh, let's do it. So I've got uh, this one is pulling from Krebs Brewing Company in Krebs, Oklahoma. I don't know if you've had anything from them, Johnny, but this is from I don't know why it's got on the front there. Prairie Artisan Ales. It's called Bomb. Beautiful okay. label, uh, and this is a imperial stout aged on coffee, cacao nibs, vanilla beans, and chili peppers. Wow! You had me and, until the end. It was all it, good right until the end there. Yeah. It, oh, the chili peppers just give it a nice little kick at the end. So uh, this pub, this thing is it's it's delicious. It's heavy on the coffee. You've got uh, they partnered up with Spaceship Earth Coffee Company. And uh, it's it is you you get a nice little espresso kind of tinge in there. This one is rated apparently four point thirty one on Untapped, one hundred out of a one hundred on Beer Advocate, ninety out of ninety eight out of hundred on Beer Connoisseur, ninety six out of hundred on Craft Craft Beer and Brewing. It's it's delicious. It's really good. I ordered myself I think three or four uh, bottles of this one on on Tavorso. Johnny, there's one waiting for you. Tell me the name uh, of the beer again. What's that? What's the name of the beer? The name is Bomb, B-O-M-B, Bomb, with an exclamation point. It's from Prairie Artisan, Artisan Ales. Um, I don't know how that relates to what it says on the side. It's brewed and bottled by Krebs Brewing Company in Krebs, Oklahoma. But it says oh, Prairie Artisan, it is, Artisan Ales. The, the brewery is Prairie Artisan Ales. That's the brewery. It's uh, the, Their contract brewer is Krebs. Here's the thing. Of all oh, the scores go. that you just gave, Sorry that? At, of all those scores that you just gave, that I would kill to have any of those scores myself. The, the, the one you didn't mention was the perhaps the um, the, the it's tough to say the most prestigious of score aggregators, but certainly the one with the, that had always had the most respect, at least until Anheuser Busch bought a stake in the site, and that's RateBeer.com. And I just checked, and this is one of the very few beers that has a perfect 100 rating. On ratebeer.com. No shit. Sure. I, I can't even think of another beer that has a 100. The, Todd, what is this beer? Where did you get it? I, I mean, I got it through my friends at Tavor. Matt Miller chiming in to say the chili peppers, as with John, the chili peppers, what kept me from ordering the bomb. I'm assuming his next, his next text there, I'm assuming I missed out. It's delicious. I love me some chili peppers. Uh, I'm not a huge coffee fan. As, as you guys know, I've never had a cup in my life, but. Uh, I enjoy uh, the, the flavor and the smell and all that. So there's yeah. a nice hint of that. The chili pepper add a little little edge at the end, but it's uh, it's delicious. I've got, like I said, I've got two or three more down in the uh, Sully Cool Cellars down below. John, next time you make it out to Chicago, oh, there's one waiting for you. I'll be on my way. Uh, we want to give a shout out. We've got a new viewer this tonight, a new a new member of the Point Blank Friends, fans, viewers, and listeners. That's Ryan Cook. And uh, if 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 Ryan is emblematic. Or I should say, if this post is emblematic of Ryan's attitude, Ryan, please stick around because he says this is the first time he's tuned in and you guys are great. Now, I don't know him. I haven't paid him. Lou, is this somebody that you paid to appear tonight? No, no, no. I don't know my name, Ryan Cook. Then we'll take take him at his word. Thanks a lot there, Ryan. Todd, that beer sounds 
Absolutely amazing. It's a winner. Check in. Did you go to the second beer or you're you have another one, but it's going to be related to my point blank pick of the week as well. So I'll introduce it in the next segment. Okay. Hold on to that then. And what we are going to do instead, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for top three, top three this week. We took on a challenge that few thought we'd be able to do, the top three frat pack movies. And if anything, we could say that this program is an educational one because we had Stu Greenberg and Nick Franco both say they hadn't heard the term frat pack before. And that's just dandy because if anything, we want to uh, elaborate, educate, elucidate, and do every all we can here. Here's how top three works, folks. In the days leading up to our live recordings, Wednesday night at 830, I'm going to go ahead and put the question out there. It's going to be on my page on Facebook. It's going to be on the Point Blank podcast page on Facebook. And if you aren't following us, go ahead and like that page right now. Uh, It's also going to be on the Point Blank page on Instagram. And again, that's at Point Blank Pod, at Point Blank Pod on Instagram. And it's going to be in a number of groups. We're in the Essential Guy Talk group. We're in the Bad Husband Material group. We're in the, the Staten Island Neighbors group. And many, many more. We take those votes. We aggregate them all together. And we reveal what you, the Point Blank friends, fans, viewers, and listeners, deem the top three on whatever our particular topic is this week. But before we get to that, we're going to see what our esteemed panel here has to say. Now, Lou, you are our guest. So it's only fair that we start with you. Yes, Ming, thanks for throwing that up there. For those who aren't familiar with the Frat Pack, it is a – There's a lot of them. Well, it's a loose association of individuals. There's no specific definition. Wikipedia offers a few uh, potential. But largely speaking, it's it's these movies made in the 2000s with Ben Stiller, one or the other, or both of the Wilson brothers. Vince Vaughn's probably going to be in the mix. Then you get Will Ferrell and Steve Carell and, and maybe even Jack Black. That's kind of like your core frat pack movies but then there's all the frat pack associates who then have spun off and done movies of their own we see paul rudd seth rogan and jonah hill uh james franco uh jason siegel jason bateman john favreau then you get into the whole you know uh, todd phillips wing which you know you're gonna have your bradley cooper ed helms and zach galifianakis ken john sean william scott's there it looks like ming chen from uh tv's comic book man how the hell did he get in there Uh, annie mcbride and of course the epic wingman and character actors uh, you got john c Riley, rob riggle uh david kutchner adam scott Will Arnett, uh, Rob Corddry, and even Jason Sudeikis. I'm going to take a guess at Muhammad's uh, choices. If, if I do, I get extra points for that uh, listed on the right name. Uh, guess the top three uh, combined with Mollywood game. But uh, but before we do that, why don't we actually see what our guest Lou Bordon? You're here tonight. We're we, a long time coming. What's your top three frat pack movies, my friend? Uh, I've always liked uh, Pineapple Express. And I liked old school and probably, and that's three, two, and then number one would be hot tub time machine. Oh, time machine. Okay. Wow. Buffalo. Feel. Did not see that one coming. And, uh, and that's the thing with top three folks. There's, there's never a wrong answer unless it's so wrong that it has to be thrown out. But in this case, we're not doing that to you, Lou. Uh, Thanks. Talk about why this John Cusack-led film was your number one. Uh, because it was just like my pick, out of nowhere, hilarious. I, I didn't expect it to be as funny. <laughs> I just thought when I saw it that it was an interesting concept, going back in time as your younger self, trying to correct wrongs. But 
And how did it go back in time? What was their time machine made out of? It was made out of um, <laughs> Chernobyl mixed into a into their hot tub. It, they some Russian or some yeah some Eastern Bloc energy drink got mixed into their their shit okay. water. <laughs> what about <laughs> they got drunk? Hot tub what time happened? machine. Did you see that one? I saw that one. I think did they sub in Adam Scott for John Cusack? Uh, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. He was um, he wasn't the same guy, but um. And who, yeah. who are the other guys in that t- in that hot tub there? You got um, you got Daryl from the Office there, right? Yeah. Um, you uh, got the little kid that looks like the lead singer from Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah, he was also in the Office. And is there the, is it Rob Corddry? Is he the other one? Rob Corddry, yeah. Rob Corddry, yeah. He played, yeah. He played, and he played Lou. So yeah, that was. Oh, okay, that's what you like. Crispin yeah. Glover was in it. Mm-hmm. Who was that, Mike? Crispin Glover was in it. Oh wow! Yeah, the one-armed, the, the one-armed uh, doughboy. Yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> Chevy Chase. He was kind of like the uh, the guru, right? Uh, yeah, he was, yeah, he was the the douchey um, repairman. Yeah. Um, oh my God, Lizzie Kaplan. You never get enough of Lizzie Kaplan. No, for sure. All right, Lou, you started off with some uh, so a good mix there of some some movies that were to be expected, old school. Okay, some from the uh, from the <clears throat> you know Evan Goldberg, um, uh, what, what's his name? Uh, uh, J- is it uh, not Jason Segel? Who's the other fellow there uh, that partnered with him on Pineapple Express? Um, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen and uh, Evan Goldberg. That was one of their hits. And then, of course, you had Franco. All right, Ming Chen, we're going to come to you, buddy. You're shout out, to shout out John to Sasha Montas joining us. He's uh, from the from the front lines, emergency room uh, doctor in uh, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Hello, Sasha. Thanks for joining, man. Right on. Hey, Ann Arbor, my, uh, my old home. That's it. Thank you. And uh, Lou is just going into hyperspace. I see that, man. <laughs> man, go ahead and give us your He's checking the answers from the future, and he's going to come back and win the next game we play. Actually, this looks like scrambled porn from my uh, my youth. <laughs> Spice Channel. Mike, right? I have no idea what you're talking about. Control yourself, Mike. Trying to sort oh, out what's going on. I think I see a booty. All right. Those are mine. Those are, then they're real. Uh, I got two honorable mentions. Um, I'm going to mention uh, honorable mention number one. Uh, I got to go with Meet the Parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, purely for the uh, the phrase "Come on, fucker." That's uh, <laughs> uh, but I I, uh, I I think that one is worthy of consideration. Uh, also, it sounds like a mom angle. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people have seen, but uh, Wes Anderson's Bottle Rocket with Owen and Luke Wilson. Oh wow. Uh, that one uh, it started off the whole Wes Anderson train, I believe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's one of his best movies as well. It's uh, it's kind of like Wes Anderson's Clerks, if you will. Um, but my top three, uh, number three, gotta go with Zoolander for sure. Uh, ben Stiller, Owen Wilson, mm. um, the uh, Billy Zane, little cameo by Billy Zane, uh, a walk off. I love it. Um, uh, number two. Uh, the one that uh, introduced me to my man Ken Jeong, uh, The Hangover. Oh yeah, uh, Leslie Chow, and uh, I I'm a, I don't think I've met anybody who does not like that movie. That uh, uh, brilliantly simple 
well written, well acted, very hilarious movie. And uh, number one, I got to go uh, with the movie I think maybe can started all of this off. Uh, I got to go with Swingers. You mentioned John Favreau. Mm. Uh, you you got to go. Look at those beautiful babies. That's right. That's right. You guys are so money. You don't. You don't even know. You guys are. You guys are. Like, you guys are like bears, man. You guys are like bears, and all the lit- ladies out there like rabbits out there. You don't want to kill the rabbit. This is the guy behind the guy. You're the guy behind the guy. Um, but that, uh, yeah, Swingers, a uh, big, big uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. So that, and I think the one that maybe launched this whole frat pack thing. So uh, those are my top three, gentlemen. Hey, listen, great call. Uh, all great films. Um, and uh, you know, Bottle Rocket, man. That's that's when I hadn't thought of in a long time. I think I saw that. I don't know when did it come out? Ninety seven. Was it in Taz's room? Yeah, probably. Todd's bedroom. Todd's bedroom. Under the covers. Okay. All right. Actually, speaking of Todd, let's throw it over to him now. Todd, your top three frat pack movies. So I went a little tighter on my definition here on these. I I was pretty much trying to stay in that top row of everyone you went through. It's like Uh if you didn't have one of the original crew of Vince Vaughn, the Wilson brothers, uh, Ben Stiller. And, and ideally a couple of them. So I've got honorable mentions for 40 year old Virgin. I thought was, uh, is a fantastic hysterical movie, but it didn't have enough of that crew to qualify for this for me. Similar to Talladega nights. Uh, we lived that Johnny, uh, and, and Mo down in, uh, down in Talladega taking the, yeah, we did. Yeah. going for the, going for a drive down to Talladega for a the little, watch a little racing. So I've got those in my honorable mentions. I've also got old school, I think it's going to be up there on some lists, but um, for whatever reason, didn't it, it isn't enough in my own personal rotation. I haven't seen that more than a few times to, to make the cut. And my last honorable mention is for Trop- Tropic Thunder. Um, I, a lot of love for that one. There's a couple incredible performances. I think it just doesn't hold up to the, the repeat performances. I think, uh, I think um, what's his name? Um, RDJ? Yeah, his 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 performance the first time you see it blows it out of the water, but it obviously stuck with you. I don't know how long that how long yeah how long that holds up. So anyway, my top three number three, I've got Dodgeball, unexpected, uh, just just sneaks up on you. Incredibly stupid premise for a movie, but uh, but it just it brings the funny and and uh, yeah, Vince Vaughn, Ben Stiller, Rip Torn. Justin Long, but but pulling it out as the as the underrated uh, hero of that one. You got two people in there that just crush it: Alan Tudyk as yeah. Steve the Pirate, yeah. and and of course our main man uh, Jason Bateman as uh, I don't even have his name in 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 front of me. Uh, what was it? Pepper Pepper <laughs> Brooks, I think from um, from the Ocho, the Ocho, ESPN, the Ocho, which became a thing. I think because yeah, of the yeah like about two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I've got. I've got dodgeball number three, number two, I'm going anchorman. Um, just a, a complete classic, a, a murderer's row in terms of the, the lineup of guys in that one. Um, quotes for days. Uh, Steve Carell, I, like I think is the, the hidden MVP potentially. That one. Just, just, you know, I love lamp and, and you know, this, this escalated quickly, all of that. Uh, so do, you, that, that do you really love lamp? That's my number two is Anchorman. And uh, my number one, uh, I think Gio Setti called this one out is, is, as a, a slight mangle at Wedding Crashes. But I'm going to go with Wedding Crashers. 
Uh-huh. Wedding crashes, a young mother dies. Exactly. <laughs> I think um, Susie Coco called the fact that there's a slow yeah. 40 minutes or so in the middle of it. But to me, that does not, that does not detract. You've got peak Vince Vaughn in, in this one. So, so good. Uh, Sounds he, like my love life. He, he, he just crushes it. The ladies of Wedding Crashers, underrated comedic geniuses in, in Isla Fisher and, uh, Rachel McGowan and and it it's just a winner. Uh, hysterical. Will Farrell dropping quintessential quotes with uh, the meatloaf and all. So the good crashers are my number one. Listen, great, 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 great picks. Uh, we're gonna revisit some of those in a bit, but before we do, or maybe even right now, we're gonna ask Mike Zapsick his top three frat pack movies. All right, I've got one honorable mention, and it's a dishonorable mention at the same time. I absolutely loathe Owen Wilson. Absolutely hate Owen Wilson. And it's, it's a general <laughs> thing. I, I don't think that he's talented. I don't think he has comedic timing. I don't think that the rat that bit that chunk out of his nose did enough damage. Oh, my God. Mike, how do you really feel? I don't like him Harsh. at all. However... Not- on a box. That's being said, wedding crash. Like Larry the Cable Guy. Honorable mention because Vince Vaughn is amazing. So, uh, Bradley Cooper, such a dick. I mean, can you put up Geo's Geo's quote on this one? <clears throat> while while wedding my crashes. wedding crashes had Brady Cooper too. <laughs> so, <laughs> love it. Brady is on the box now, right? So, and uh, like I said, Bradley Cooper was awesome. Rachel McAdams, how can you not fall in love with her? Well, or, or you can call her Rachel McGowan like Todd did. Either way. Yeah. Well, actually, he got Twice. that from Gio Setti, for God. I'm drinking, uh, I fell off the wagon. I'm drinking a monster face. It's oh. a limited brew. <laughs> From love me some monster face <laughs> from <laughs> from the brewery behind Rheingold. Uh, Vince Vaughn was amazing. Christopher fucking Walken. I did it. I blew the f bomb. It was mine. Hey, that's fine. Yeah, get it. However, Christopher freaking Walken, amazing. And you're right. Uh, Isla Fisher is or Isla Fisher. Amazing. Uh, I loved everything about it except for Owen Wilson. Now, that's your honorable mention or your number three? That's my honorable slash dishonorable mention. Oh, and slash dishonorable, right. And dishonorable because Owen Wilson should hang his head in shame for the rest of his life. He's He's been granted godlike powers and he's squandered them. All right, we 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 gotta sound that hater bell. All right, go ahead for it. Oh my god! And number three, coming in at number three, hasn't been mentioned yet. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Ah, Jason Siegel. Yeah, I'm gonna say three words: puppet musical Dracula. It's amazing. (laughs) Oh yeah, good call. Number two, Mike. Before you before you move on, can I give you a quick? Forgetting Sarah Marshall tidbit. I proposed to my wife on a surprise vacation to Hawaii. We stayed at the Turtle Bay Resort in uh, Island of Maui, Northside, and they were filming that film while we stayed there in that resort. 
So Mila Kunish, everyone, the whole crew, they rebuilt the lobby, you know, whatever. And we, we saw them all walking, walking in and out, filming that movie. We had no idea what was going on. Whatever was, two years later, came out. Can I interrupt your interruption? Uh, I think the correct term is Tibbet, but continue, Todd, and then you can. I actually me. like the word Tibbet. Yeah. Did I throw a Tibbet in there? No, no, no. We're, I'm correcting you. That's what you should. Oh, good, good, good. All right, good. Oh, that was it. That's all I got. Big love for that movie. Number and two. Uh, number two is the forty-year-old virgin. Oh yeah, Corell kicks its ass. It's incredible. And amazing. Can can I say that uh, I felt um, if I hadn't met the lovely Julia, the nerdy Julia, that there, but for the grace of God, go I. Maybe not. I've never made, I've never kicked a woman in the face while I was trying to rip off her bra. Yeah, that's, but that's just me. <laughs> Many of us on this panel may have. I'm not judging. There's still time, Mike. But there is still time. Um, and the number one, the aforementioned Anchorman. Mm. How awesome was that movie? It was the awesome. Will Ferrell at his, his best. Anything he did after that pales in comparison. Wow. And Steve Carell, again, as for as few lines as he had, him spooning the uh, the miracle oh, oh, into okay. the uh, toaster was genius. Yes. And as, as uh, unveiled on last week's Point Blank podcast, Brian O'Halloran stealing his character from Will Farrell in, uh, in Anchorman. So ah, it was the other, I, the other I, way I, around. I, I, oh, did I, I, no, I'm pretty sure he was saying he was inspired by Will. Is that? Yeah. No, that's not what he said. He, I think he, he claimed that Will Ferrell stole. No. We'll have to have him back on to clarify. Grant Hicks. Yeah. Why? Sure. What's the matter with you? <laughs> All right. Mighty Mo. Also known yeah. as the Great Cornholio, yeah. your top three Rat Pack movies, my friend. So I've got two honorable mentions. Both movies are one-word titles. Oh, uh, and one was mentioned. It's the OG. It's Swingers with uh, Vince Vaughn and uh, some other guy, right? <laughs> and uh, the, the, the other one, the other one is. Uh, <laughs> is is from uh is is a movie called Waiting by your very own uh was it uh Van City Wilder or something Van City Wilder friend Van of the Wilder. program Ryan Reynolds got to love that yes. it's called Waiting Mo it's, it's it's so, so hysterical I got to write that down. Hold on. Movies. Van City yeah. Wilder Waited right. so, I G H T E Waited Guys, it's Ramadan. Yeah, I'm not all the way up there right now. <laughs> I love you, buddy. Waiting, yes, funny movie. All right, so, but that's okay. Continue. Top three. Uh, number three is The Hangover. Just it's uh, it, it's it's great. Uh, regardless of when you watch it, you can watch it 15 years from now. Exactly, exactly. And uh, number two, Meet the Parents. Just parents too. You were gonna say two, weren't you? Well, there's the second one. (laughs) (laughs) And then my number one, uh, which was honorable mention, I think I heard, was uh, Tropic Thunder. Mm. 
I'm just such a big Danny McBride fan. And, uh, and, the, and the fact that Tom Cruise just freaking killed it. In that he movie. saved his career with that movie. Yeah. He literally yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. And, and not enough credit goes to uh, Ben Stiller for, for being Simple Jack. It was just... <laughs> Never go forward. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and, then, and then you have Robert Downey freaking Jr. playing blackface. Come on. That's never, ever, ever going to happen again. I mean, they, they literally actually were trying to cancel him about a week ago. It was hitting Twitter. Huh. It's canceled, and it was overruled. The cancellation was exactly. overruled. Break. Yeah. As, 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 as Oscar winner Kirk Lazarus, a very thinly... Uh, disguised portrayal of Russell Crowe. That was what exactly. I said. Great, great picks, Mo. Great picks. I'll give you my own quickly before we get into the fan vote. Uh, my, I have two honorable mentions. I think these movies are hilarious. I cannot watch them without pausing to go to the bathroom because the only other alternative would be to pee myself. But I just don't think they have the same cachet of some of the others and certainly not maybe as well known. One is Dinner for Schmucks and the other is Roll Dinner for Schmucks and Role Models. I love both of these films. Uh, uh, Paul Rudd is in both. Uh, that could be one of the reasons. He's definitely someone you could add to that list, Todd. But, um, sure. I mean, in Dinner for Schmucks, you've also got Steve Carell and Zach Galifianakis, and then a whole <laughs> host of other characters, man. It's <laughs> hilarious. And, and Role Models, you, you've, <laughs> thanks, you've got Sean William Scott. You've got the... Uh, uh, you know, uh, the McLovin kid and uh, <laughs> sure. very, an adorable little black child with a very foul mouth on him. <laughs> so anyway, those are my honorable mentions. They are great films. And if it weren't for these top three that I'm about to say, all of which we've said before, these would have made it. So my number three, you know, I always say this to my kids and it's true. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. And Dodgeball is my number three frat pack movie. From the from the cast, uh, you know, from top to bottom, you know, you've got Joes versus Cobras. I'm always a sucker for that. Um, and uh, and the fact that inexplicably Hank Azaria's younger version of Rip Torn speaks uh, in an accent that the older Rip Torn does not speak in. But um, but it's just an a- absolutely hilarious movie. Uh, so so many great scenes and it, and it and it does have uh, enormous rewatchability. Now yeah. my number two, this is where I disagree with you, Todd. You thought this did not have rewatchability. It was Mo's number one, and it is Tropic Thunder. I mean, you know, wh- whether it's okay. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Mo, do you uh, spilling getting, stuff in your shirts? I, I'm he's seeing a robot. <laughs> no, he's part of the Decepticons. There, uh, the gang that terrorized New York City. When we went to high school back in the in the late '80s. <laughs> but um, and meanwhile, we've got Geo City putting, I believe, the quotes to Hathaway's "What Is Love" in our comment section. But getting back to Tropic Thunder, look, I don't care how many times I've seen the movie. When they kick the little Asian child at the end and he flies about 190 feet <laughs> through the air, I will always laugh as hard as I did in the theater when we saw it together, Mo. Um, my number one, the child. Todd, I know it didn't, did, you didn't have the same level of appreciation for this. Uh, in my case, I modeled my entire life after it, and that's old school. Okay. Um, from the opening scene, when uh, Luke Wilson's coming back and uh, and reporting to his boss on the meeting in San Diego, Terry O'Quinn was playing that boss, and he said, "How was San Diego? It was good." He goes, "Well, how was the Hooters?" And it's something, of course, that yourself, myself, Mo, and all of us who've gone to Comic Con uh, know a lot about. Um, 
just to, 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 you know, so, so many scenes. I mean, I, I, you can't tell someone that they're your boy with adding blue at the end these days. You have to. All right. And, um, and, and, and just, I was going to say, though, the first time when Will Ferrell starts singing Dust in the Wind, who could see that coming? I mean, it's just absolutely unbelievable. Now, in my case, rather than going back to college in my 30s and hanging out with 19 and 20 year olds, uh, you know, we opened a bar and, you know, hired all these 19 and 20 year old bar backs and waiters. And you were blue. Admit it. You were blue. (laughs) That was, I, I, my goal is to make it to blue one day. <laughs> anyway, that's my top three. Dodgeball, Tropic Thunder, and Old School. Trump. Now, before we go streaking through the quad, let's visit what you, the Point Blank fans, friends, viewers, and listeners said. We received a total of 352 votes. Not too shabby. Trump. Not record setting by any sense, but still, still strong. Uh, but here's what's interesting. Despite some of these weird one-offs, like we had one vote for Your Highness, and uh, I think we had uh, 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 we had a vote for Shao Hao. So besides a few of these one-offs, this still was one of – I think that was our very own Stu Greenberg. I could be wrong there. But I, I, I this was one of the tightest um, uh, quantity of selections because those 352 votes spend only 25 different movies. And again, when you're getting into ones that really have the like the real votes, you're really only getting down to 15 movies. Got all the votes. It's like Steve Fischetti with a bow and arrow. Tight grouping. Tight, tight grouping. Well, you can always use some improvement there. Uh, Fish could not make it tonight. Um, so listen, before we get to the top three, let's go ahead and count down those that just came close but didn't quite make it. So coming in at 10th place with 15 votes, and I think this movie was criminally underappreciated in my opinion. 10, 10th place? 10th place for the Wedding Crashers? Come on. Uh, wow. I'm sorry. Uh, it could be that maybe people felt exactly like the lovely Suzanne, that the middle 40 minutes of, of uh, Owen Wilson, you know, solemnly uh, contemplating everything he's done wrong in his life without a laugh to be seen uh, isn't a great part. But everything that came before that and after that yeah, was comedy. Probably- so uh, exactly. All right. Coming in a ninth place, we actually have a tie. I mean, about Owen Wilson. See? Coming in a ninth place, we have a tie with 16 votes apiece. Zoolander and the decidedly non frat pack movie, American Pie. So, what we're going to do is we're going to exercise our discretion to get rid of the American Pie and say, stands alone with 16 votes. Coming in at eighth place with 19 votes, the 40 year old virgin. Coming in at seventh place with 20 votes. The Hangover, coming in at sixth place with 23 votes. I don't think any one of us mentioned this. Maybe we don't think of it as a frat pack movie. It's still a pretty funny movie. And that's going to be Step Brothers, 23 votes. 23 votes, sixth place. Coming in in fifth place. Mm, Tough to argue the placing here, but I would like to see it do better. 26 votes, Dodgeball. And finally, coming in fourth place, just outside the top three, with 27 votes. Did any of us I mention believe. this? This is more Frat Pack Jr. Still a great movie. And coincidentally, one I happened to watch last night, super bad. All right. Lou, you mentioned Pineapple Express, uh, you know, r- written um, again by uh, by that great combo of uh, of Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. This was their first film. Actually, the main characters' names are Seth and Evan. They based it on themselves. 
Uh, matter of fact, uh, Seth Rogen wanted to play the character, and the studio had to tell him, look, you're, you're 48 years old. You cannot play. No, no, no. <laughs> you, know, you just blew it. You just blew uh, older or younger for next week, man. <laughs> sorry, sorry. But, uh, but, you know, like Gary McRae says, that's a bubble movie, but in this case, it made the cut. Fourth place, 27 votes. Here's our top three. With 29 votes, you guys said Tropic Thunder. With 36 votes in second place, Anchorman. And in first place, with 40 votes, the people have spoken. It's 2003's old school, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Old school, 40 votes. That's your top three. Thank everybody who uh, sent a vote in. Uh, we want to not thank Giosetti, who's spamming us with the Hathaway lyrics. Yeah, what the hell is he just maybe, maybe that's a way of voting for Night of the Roxbury? I don't know what's going on. He is on. indeed. He, he's commented that a couple of times. For some reason, feeling a, a one joke movie deserves top three status is, is criminally insane. Uh, just, you know, a couple of other movies that uh, none of us mentioned and, and, and got a small amount of votes, but I'll just throw these out there. Um, I love you, man. That got a few votes. I'm not, uh, uh, good. Horrible, horrible bosses. Okay, sure. Uh, Idiocracy, don't really, again, think of it as a frat pack movie, but it does have Luke Wilson. And, of course, we are living in it right now. Um, knocked Up, uh, This Is the End. And, um, and, uh, and yeah, like we said, uh, even Shao Hal and Your Highness were able to pull a vote each. So This is that, the end is wild. Not the Green Hornet. That no, that's it for top three, folks. Uh, we're gonna transition into point blank picks. Ming's gonna start us off because he has one queued up and ready to go. Here's how point blank picks works if there's something you're enjoying, whether it's a movie, a TV show, a book, an album, an app, or maybe even a beer that you like, something that you want to recommend to our point blank fans, friends, viewers, and listeners. Here's the opportunity. Ming, start us off your point blank pick. Uh, I had a package on my doorstep today. Uh, uh, delivered by Drizzly, the alcohol delivery service. Um, in larger metropolitan areas, they'll deliver to the alcohol to your door, kind of like an Uber or a Grubhub. They don't have it here yet, but they will ship it to you, which is a big step for us, uh, shipping of alcohol. Uh, this was sent to me by the New Belgium Brewing Company. This is uh, their Voodoo Ranger line of IPAs. Oh, yeah. It's the Juicy Haze IPA. Uh, I think they have maybe six or seven variations of the Voodoo Ranger, and uh, I am very excited about this. Uh, they sent, they they sent quite a few over, so I got a big really seller for them. Big seller, yeah, them for that. So, and does Drizzly only do beer, or they do alcohol as well? They do alcohol too. So if you need bourbon, sure. if you need hard liquor, uh, they will they will deliver it over to you for a small fee. Which uh, I hope that uh, hits the Monmouth County area very soon. Um, nice, 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 nice. But uh, big shout out to Drizzly and New Belgium and Voodoo Ranger. Thank you guys very much. Speaking of John, you on number three yet or what? <laughs> number three beer, oh, beer, beer. No, no, sorry, no. This one, is- <laughs> no, top three. What's number three? Come on. Like, uh, okay, that was Tropic Thunder. We covered that one, <laughs> but uh, but uh, Mo, why don't you go ahead and tell us your point blank pick, my friend? Okay, or, or if not, you know, we can always go over to Lou. It's it's fine. Trans- Transformers the movie. All right, you know what, Mo? You worked that out. Our guest, Lou Bourdon. Why don't you go ahead and give us your point blank pick? Mo. Mo. Since he, since he gave me 
so much sorry, time. Sorry, to come sorry, up with one. sorry. I could. I I was trying to hit the mute, but unmute and it wouldn't let me. All right, Lou, you're no. off the hook. Take a little more time. Uh, Mo, go ahead. It was yours. So, so my pick is a movie. Um, I actually saw two movies, so I'll say. Uh, you know, the first was not necessarily a pick. I just want to let everybody know that I just watched uh, Soul Plane the <laughs> other uh, the other weekend, and man, it is so super hysterical. If you just need, you know, dumbed down uh, type of humor, is it was hysterical. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but here's my real real pick. Okay, it's Ford versus Ferrari. I just saw it on the way on the way back from uh, Pennsylvania. It was absolutely perfect. When we talk about a perfect movie, it was just uh, it just gripped me the whole the whole way there. Um, the only thing that I, w- I I could critique about the movie is that Christian Bale has a has an English accent. I think he tried too hard with it. But uh, <laughs> but honestly, it's just based off a true story, and and uh, you know you felt for these people. It, it, you were elated one second, and then you were like really down the next. It was just, it was fantastic. I, I I can't, and, and, you know, here's the great part. I actually wanted to go see it while I was playing the movies. I just never had the chance. And the fact that I got to see it on the way back was just, uh, was awesome. Yeah. I saw oh, can we get a, can we get a five word review? What do you got? Christian Bale actually is British. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, but, 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 uh, it's just fast cars. Great movie. Yo. 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 <laughs> <laughs> mango, 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 mango. You, know, he, you, you all your money. I'll take it. Was that when he was off by one word, he was going to go over by one. Word. Uh, <laughs> never, oh, you know, you know why apostrophe? And no, it's um, I'm, I'm accepting <laughs> you know. that. It's good. Oh my god! All right, Lou, you're up. Your point blank pick. Um, I'm going to go with an older series. I always recommend it when people ask me what to watch on Netflix. Um, it's a show that was on FX. It's on there. It's called Imposters. I don't know if you've touched on it before, but it's a story. It's it's a really it's a it's got two seasons. It's about these three individuals who all married the same woman, and she robbed them completely blind, took all of their possessions, all their money, and they decide to become con con artists to uh, to track her down and find her, and they get embroiled in this. Um, pretty heavy FBI investigation slash um, con artist ring. That's it's, it's pretty intense at some points. Um, Who's in anyone we would know? Oh, I don't know. Um, no, not really. What was <laughs> the name of it? No, I missed it. It's called, it's called Imposters. If you could bring it up. Um, yeah, it's uh, the one of the guys is in a show now, but I, I didn't, I didn't oh, recognize any from low level detail. We are very important. Yeah, I know. Well, what you told me like twenty minutes before the show, even though it took me an hour to get on. But yeah, I wasn't. I was trying to get on, not do research. Sorry. All right. Well, I mean, listen. You might know what you like here. Let's see, Imposters. Uh, what year was that series? Uh, before That's, uh, 2017 it premiered. Oh, so it's been pretty pretty recent. Yeah. And what, and what platform did you say that was on? It's on Netflix, or hopefully it's still on Netflix. It was. It's one of the shows that I constantly recommend to people because episode it, episode number two, the title of which was actually, funnily enough, the original title of this podcast, "My Balls, Dickhead." Yeah, that's episode two. Yeah. So, well, what you didn't mention, 
and this should have been your lead as a supporting character is Brian Benben of yes. the HBO series Dream On. Dream yes. On. Well, glad to hear. That's a great pick there, Lou. I'm going to check it out. We have Netflix. It's uh, it's it's kind of new. We're excited about that. Uh, Mike, did we get your point blank pick? No, you didn't. But I, I would love to uh, to give Todd Sullivan some huge props for baiting George on Australian instead of Brett. And, and not only that, but Geo George, dude, it's five words. Dale is a Brit. Oh my! And not only that, but Lou had already said Christian Bale is actually British, which is five words. Oh, that would have been five words. He's a Brit, you know. And I was actually kidding about that too. So <laughs> that, actually, that was good. But you were followed yeah, up. Almost. But my, I, mean, like, I meant Aussie. I, I meant that. But Geo, I love you, man. You are correct. Awesome. And Todd ball faked him right out of his shoes. All kidding aside, please stay tuned for Gio Setti's uh, Instagram cooking show, Impastas. Nick Franco throwing that one out. We were debating what to give him as a handle. There it is, Impastas. Please uh, tune in. Gio <laughs> cooking. Uh, his first guest is Lady Gaga. Yeah, delightfully uh, peppered uh, pastas uh, and and lovingly crushed garlic every night in pastas on Instagram. Check it out. There you go. All right, Michael, your own pick, my friend. Ah, yeah. I am so juggling like 15 different (laughs) um, things on various platforms. We're watching NCIS, which I've never seen before. Mark Harmon does a great job. Um, but that's not my pick. My pick is I'm going back to the Clone Wars. Ooh. And yeah. I'm watching. I only, uh, when season two uh, came out, I think, of um, Clone Wars, I'm pretty sure that that's when Sandy hit. So uh, we were out of our house. I just lost Every, you know, lost all my interest in it. And now I'm going back and rewatching because I want to see Clone Wars, uh, the final season. Because a lot of people are on there going, wow, that was really emotional for essentially a cartoon. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. My great pick. And there's not many series uh, that go on for seven seasons, but spanning 15 years with a seven-year break in between season six and seven. But uh, if anything, this was their best-received season yet. Um, you'll, you'll be getting up to it soon enough, I'm sure, with quarantine binge rates and um, you know where it starts to overlap with events that take place during Revenge of the Sith. So uh, I also think that you're wrong. There is also the Larry David show. I mean, that's – Run for uh, you know, I could be. Yeah, he does take a lot of time off between seasons. So pretty good, pretty good, pretty, pretty. Um, great pick, great pick. Now, Todd, did we get your point blank pick? Uh, well, I'm. Uh, we've got three shows in the rotation right now, Johnny, and two of them are hour-long dramas that you have expressed your love for. The missus and I are catching our way up through. But as I mentioned previously, Broadchurch on season two. Yes. Good stuff. I accent? did correctly. You 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 ping me on the, You hit me on this during uh, my first mention of it. I did correctly pick the uh, the the killer in season one. Hey, nice. We're now in we're now in season two, which is fantastic. And 
you know, catching up with the rest of the world. Uh, we're making our way through succession, which is fantastic. Um, we're, we're midway through season one on that one, but th- neither of those is my pick for tonight. My pick is what well, we use as since it was last week, but go ahead. Say that again. I said broad church couldn't be because it was what you did the last time we there did. You go. So, uh, what I will give you is the sort of a moose bush or like the palate cleanser of uh, what? The, the, when we watch, you know, everything you're dealing with these days, serious dramas and, and the world and all that. Uh, a little bit of a palate cleanser is Shit's Creek. I don't know that anyone has talked about that or if we, if, if you guys are a fan, but it's uh, about 21 minutes per episode on Netflix. It is a Eugene Levy led uh, comedy that just is pure happiness. Uh, Every episode is hysterical, delightful. The entire cast is uh, delightful, is is fantastic. So you got Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara who are, who are um, veterans of the whole of, of that whole genre of the sort of mockumentary movie, but as a TV show, but this one is, uh, is, is actually a family affair with the Levy's. His son, Daniel Levy is one of the co-creators and co-stars and is an absolute MVP of the show. Mo right now. I've been watching him for like, <laughs> minutes. It's, it's like I, I got Are you transforming? To, uh, I've got three minutes to uh, Sunday. Just uh, trying to get dinner on the plate. Uh, oh, hey, hey. ready. Getting ready. Finally, hey, sorry, little tidbit here. Tidbit. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, uh, Ming, if you've gotten up to this point, but the uh, the main person in that series that Todd is talking about played the uh, the receptionist in the off in the office. That's. Eugene Levy Schmidt. was the receptionist. Kimmy Schmidt. Kimmy, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. You're a butt. Yeah, the one, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think that shit's creaked, though. Oh, that's where you're at. That's where Moe is right I mean, there's there's at least three letters in common between those two shows. So, come on. I'll give it to him. We know what M-O-E. <laughs> receptionist on the office in that show and she plays receptionist in the office the unbreakable kimmy shits creek sam <laughs> peasley okay um hey man, the guy is, i haven't seen the guy time. john the, the guy is 20 23 yeah. hours and 40 what nine <laughs> minutes into a fast so give him a break um, lovely Suzanne chiming in that that show is so funny. So it's unbeknownst fantastic. to me, apparently she's watched it. So that's great news. It's fantastic. Get in there. Uh, well, it's a great pick. I'll, I'll give you my own guys. It was um, a film that was long on my uh, watch list, and I finally was able to catch up with it. And it is 2011's Steven Soderbergh taught action thriller Haywire. It's the Gio yeah. Carano star uh, in an effort to make her into a star. That effort didn't quite take. So um, even though the movie was very well received critically with over 80% positive reviews, it um, this this movie has everybody in it. I mean, Ewan McGregor, Michael Fassbender, Antonio Banderas, Michael Douglas, Channing Tatum, and, um, and as I just said, uh, Gina Carano, who can do it all. Um, you know, she she runs, she punches, she runs faster, she punches harder. It's um, a very very exciting movie. Uh, you can get through it in about an hour and a half. Uh, there's a few twists and turns. Um, this is not exactly um, 
Karate Kid 3? <laughs> no, no, this is oh, not exactly sorry. a movie that you're going to have a particularly tough time figuring out, but there are a few twists, and uh, there's an unusual storytelling convention where much of the movie is told via flashback before uh, uh, you know springing forward into the present. Oh, and uh, how can I forget the late great Bill Paxton as well with, uh, with a nice, if not particularly meaty role. So that's Haywire. Really, really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Uh, and so, uh, you know, getting you in the mood for Mandalorian season two, wondering if that's coming. If you haven't seen Mandalorian October. one with Gina Carano, uh, Gina Carano playing Vandal- Vandalorian, you just said. Yep, Kara. Van City Lorian. And she's from uh, for Mo. In case he watches it in the future, and we need to go races of Star Wars next. Races of Star Wars. But anyway, that's my point blank pick, uh, guys. We're out of segments. So usually what that would mean at this time is the opportunity for everyone to take a parting shot. Anything you want to get off your chest, anything you want to talk about, anything you want to promote, anything that we haven't been able to cover, this is your chance, folks. We're going to start with Todd Sullivan, your parting shot. Well, I mean, it, it, is, it couldn't be more obvious. It's nothing more than to say thank you, Lou Bordone, for joining us tonight. Uh, this man is uh, a true friend and, and one of my oldest friends back into high school. One of my most, my biggest influences. I, I can't count how many times on this very podcast I've highlighted, yep. whether it's uh, Guns and Roses and, uh, and and many other things, like the things that you have exposed me to, and the things that I can trace back to to Luis Antonio Mateo Bordon La Roman. The statute of limitations is out on that, though. So. Yeah, <laughs> I still give it up, my friend. So it's it's great to see you. I also have to give a quick shout out to my 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 third uh, beer of the night. This is uh, this is something from a what's the name of this brewery? Iron Horse Brewery in Allensburg, Washington. Iron Horse Brewery. This is called Quilter's Irish Death. <laughs> there you go. That was my nickname in high school, Irish Death. This is a dark, smooth ale. Uh, and it, it says here, this is uh, a dark, smooth ale whose color belies its drinkability. It it may be near black, but it tastes like beer candy loaded with a fuck ton of, or sorry, an F ton of different malt. <laughs> just enough hard. hops to keep it in I check. <laughs> smooth enough in session, but you'll be ill-advised in doing so. It's not a stout. It's not a porter. It's Irish death. So they're very much uh, pushing the fact this is a smooth ale, not a stout or a porter. Right. And it is indeed that. Um, as was it as can be seen, that glass is empty. I've got a couple more of these waiting for you, John, as well. Uh, big thumbs up. It's a smooth drinking, not too strong. I mean, this is what, 8% ABV. Uh, and uh, it's a nice, dark, black, thick, smooth ale there you go Irish I, don't I don't know where you're Bobby at Amica makes um, a comeback um, it's after sundown in California <laughs> you're off the curse so let's throw it up to uh, Mike Zapsick for your point blank I'm sorry your parting shot my friend my parting shot uh, John this is your show and I am pleased to be on it and Lou may I just say how awesome it was to meet you finally finally finally, finally. <laughs> I mean it only took us what weeks and hours? And an hour of this episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, but John, look in look in the look in the uh, the comments section. Geo said he's saying I want on this show next Wednesday, and I can't not hear that in his voice. 
Right. And that inflection. I want on this show next Wednesday. And I see the finger pointing right at you. So I, you got to lay down the law with this guy, John. I mean, for goodness sakes. <laughs> we'll, get him in, we'll get him in the schedule. I think we've got some openings in July or August. July, it was, we'll get him. We'll July get him. was? Okay. Did we vote on it? Because I was thinking August would be nice. <laughs> August sounds about right. And I'm taking we'll August. We'll, get back. we'll see what you can do. Uh, well, Mike, it's always a pleasure for us to have you. Uh, the show would not be the same without you. We're very glad to have you here. Thank you very much. Uh, Mo, what's your party shot, my friend, now that you're able to eat? Well, I'll just uh, start off with what oh. I'm drinking. Excellent what? choice. What? Excellent what? choice. Sorry, Virgil's uh, No Sugar Root Beer. Sorry, Assalamualaikum. Yes. Boy. So stuff. I'll be drinking that with about a half a half gallon of water. A half gallon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Forty-four gallon drums around. I know you were curling them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to uh, thank you all, and especially yeah. Lou, yes. uh, the co-owner of uh, Beefcake Wrestling. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Co-creator and owner. Uh, it was great to have you on uh, tonight. Thank you. And uh, you know, actually, there was some mail call that actually filtered through my way. And uh, and Mandy, if you could uh, pull, pull the graphic. Uh, a lot of people have been asking, Mo, you know, uh, a lot I've, been of people. Pretty, I've been pretty uh, <laughs> I mean, I've been pretty lonely during this uh, quarantine. And when I do go out to the groceries, I, uh, I, I see these beautiful women, but I can't tell if they are, you know, with the uh, with their mask. Uh, since you're Arab and most most Arab women cover themselves, how do you know if they're uh, <laughs> if there's somebody who you would? <laughs> you, you were the right All guy. in the brow. All right, right. It's in the so, brow. So for me, my <laughs> advice is get to know them, fall in love with the person, because cosmetically uh, anything could be altered, and they can wear the mask forever. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you got pretty eyes, Mo. That is certainly advice. I don't know if good or bad advice, but it's definitely advice. We appreciate that, Mo. It's all uh, my eyebrows. Look, we're done. Our guest yes. tonight. Our guest yes. for half of a show. So we'll have to bring you back for a full show at some point. But uh, why don't you well, go ahead? Hopefully before George Setti. Your, your parting shot, my friend. Easily. <laughs> well, first of all, it's an honor and a pleasure to be on this show. You guys are terrible, as I've always said. Of course. I maintain that. and uh, But you're... A terrible part of my past, my heart. I love you guys. And um, before I get too sentimental, I want to shout out my uh, my friends over at FedEx, who are essential workers and will be there tonight. Rocking the Rofeo. I rock the Rofeo tonight. Yeah. Oh boy. A la Sean Lowe. Um, I want to say that I have had the pleasure of meeting George Setti in person, alive. <laughs> And it's the best. It's really the best. Would you call it a pleasure? He would. Oh. And we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Make if, one person, if one person enjoys it, then we'll call it a win. We'll I call mean, it a win. Obviously, Suzanne, I'll tell you that's been my mantra for decades. Uh, Mick, Chad, <laughs> that, 40 minutes, now, that 40 minutes of dead air is, uh, is also <laughs> when, when Sue's crying, you know. <laughs> I'm uh, Lou, welcome to the show. I'm glad you could uh, finally make it. I'm glad the phone worked out. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, pending John's approval, you're welcome to come back anytime. Um, and uh, if anybody watching or listening out there wants to have this much fun, go to ashareduniverse.com. We will make it happen. You don't even have to come down to the studio. You could be in Timbuktu for all I care. We will connect you. You can have this much fun. We uh, we almost guarantee it. Um, no cons this weekend, although I was supposed to be in Prince George, Canada this weekend, which is a eight-hour drive north of Vancouver, Canada. So it's it's way oh, up. Oh, yeah, you've been there before. Yeah, you told us about yeah, it. At uh, uh, Northern FanCon. So instead, uh, they're live streaming with all their guests, much like we're doing uh, like this. If you're up late on Friday night, uh, about 1130 Eastern, uh, I'll be online with them. Northern FanCon on Facebook with the uh, amazing and talented and lovely Ivy Doom Kitty, uh, the cosplayer. Yes. We may be announcing a worldwide collaboration. Oh, who knows? But uh, stay, tuned. stay tuned for that. Uh, could could be could be fun stuff. But um, craziness always ensues when you get us together. So tune in on Friday night. Ivy Doom Kitty, a former social media follower of the week. Yes, for sure. Prince George Island is that where uh, Anne of Green Gables takes place? Am I mistaken? Uh, you may not be mistaken, but you'd certainly Nobody be able cares. to acknowledge. That's for sure. Yes. Slow. <laughs> uh, Why not? We've got to draw the line somewhere when it comes to pop culture. Um, uh, here's my parting shots, and they're going to be a couple of quick. Supermando, come on. Um, first, one a, a little a little Ross Brewing update. Uh, there's an account that from when we first got our license in New York, this was an account that I had in mind that I wanted Ross Brewing to be able to get into. And it's a chain of upscale gourmet supermarkets throughout Westchester, eight different locations, Larchmont, Armand, Brewster, and this is the Chico's, the Chico's. And they have unbelievable craft beer selections at each of those locations. And uh, I am going to announce right now that we came to terms with them this week. We we're able to, to negotiate. Our, our first orders are shipping out to all eight locations tomorrow. And and all three Ross Brewing beers will be available at all eight locations. So uh, that's 24 permutations, people. And, uh, and so we're very excited about that. Now, keeping it on a Ross tip, we're going to use this time to announce who our guest is going to be on next week's Point Blank Podcast. Next week, we're welcoming the one and only multi-talented Ross Marquand of The Walking Dead. Oh, uh, Assuming, assuming oh. that Ross does not have the same audio-visual problems that befell Lou tonight and befall Mo most weeks, Ross will be here with us at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time uh, and remain with us for, for the duration of the program. Oh. Uh, it'll be an opportunity to talk to him about his career on The Walking Dead, about his uh, his career and uh, you know his appearances in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, wow. of which uh, you know we found out recently that it's he played more awesome. than one character, and uh, and of course we could talk to him about the highlight of his 2019, which was appearing at the Ross Brewing launch party. Absolutely. Right. Um, can I give you, a, I don't know if you can read this quote on the side of the can right here. Hold on. It's the best beer I will never comprehend, Ross B. Wow. So, yeah, that might be from Ross Brewing itself. Keeping up with the Rosses. I like yeah. that. Uh, Steve Fischetti couldn't make it tonight, but uh, but we still did have our very, our very good friend, you know. uh, the year was 1992. Both Todd and I were interning at Marvel Comics. And um, and Lou was there dropping by to hang out, as he often did, unofficial third intern. And um, I worked there. And there was <laughs> and there was a there was a guest. There was a guest on the 12th floor that day. Someone came up who was visiting editorial and came up to say hi to uh, to our boss, Luke Bank. And that guy was renowned artist 
of uh, of Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, of Avengers, of, uh, uh, of of more series with more characters. You can shake his thing at George Perez. And it was one of those moments in a pre-meme era where the two Spider-Men are pointing at each other because Lou Bourdon standing uh, opposite George Perez, it was like looking into a mirror. Now, admittedly, there was years between. It was a hot tub time machine before that was about. Exactly. And, yeah. uh, and I believe it was two-fisted Tom DeFalco that said to you, well, listen, you look like him. If you can draw like him, you've got a job. Uh, you haven't been working there since then, so we can draw our own conclusions. But um, I couldn't even draw those. <laughs> but 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 uh great memories over the years uh we we definitely feel like we lost a piece of our crew and our heart when you were the first of us to move away but of course todd would later move to california then england now chicago mo's moved out to uh well all over ohio then uh then south america then arkansas and now uh, on the west coast so uh thanks to the power of the shared universe network and uh and the uh, point blank podcast we're all able to be together and enjoy a good time so thank you for dropping by and uh and sharing your evening with us guys if i ever get the opportunity again i will use my phone first <laughs> okay there we go. listen whatever, whatever it does, man. we want to thank all of our point blank fans friends viewers and listeners for tuning in you are the reason we do this it's a lot of fun and thank you for all the great positive feedback uh be sure to follow us on all our platforms download any episodes you might have missed uh this quarantine's a great time to go back to episode one uh which 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 mo and i did with ming oh I want to say uh, close to two, 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 two and a half. And work your way forward. Uh, episode 49 is in the books. Bruce, take us out of here. Well, it shot you, Portland. You've been shot in the back.